You know that song. Yeah. Bang, we'll just bring it in like that. Jump we? in there. We'll bring Let's it in like go. that. Be- Back to podcast day because we missed it for a week. Oh, we, well, we missed recording it. We didn't miss posting it, obviously. Well, the. Uh, I was just talking away there. Hopefully that bit gets left in where I say you know this song because uh, Paul Witherman actually pro- did you produce that? Song? Produced it with the band. So oh, aye. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just uh, love that song. That's a good track, man. Aye. It's a good track. The guy hears right. Anyway, I better introduce. Well, I'm good job producing because it's a gang. Well, I mean, I, I can take credit for the lot. I mean, I was in the room with the boys <laughs> putting my my tuppens worth in, and it was a, an engineer called uh, Marshall Craigmile who really was the, the star right, of the show, as right. engineers often are, you know. Oh, well, exactly. That's why they get paid all the money Diane gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was anyway. When is it I actually see that money, guys? <laughs> On the back end, Diane, the back end. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear God. Diane, if this, go, if this podcast goes far, we all go far. Oh, okay. Um, all the way to the city centre, eh? Uh, that's that's it. Uh, we get a number 40 bus. <laughs> right. I don't do buses. Thank you. Oh, oh you posh bastard. <laughs> oh, I stick to trains. Modern oh. transport. And oh. free taxi lifts. <laughs> and free... Hi. <laughs> oh, that's part of my payment. <laughs> well, it is, actually. I... <laughs> right. So let's get back to our guest and just right. leave Diane uh, <laughs> wallowing away in there. <laughs> Poor Diane. She's, uh, she's, she's not alone tonight. Can we just have a wee mention? We've got our first ever audience member who is Stephen's brother, Kevin, who's my favourite Maguire. I love you, Kev. <laughs> Say hello, Kev. Say hello, Kev. Hello, audience. <laughs> <laughs> right, bye, Kev. That's enough of Kev. Now, you're never exactly. going to hear from Kev again. Right, right. until the Christmas episode. <laughs> right, so cool. uh, we have our guest in the night, uh, and he's a friend of mine. He's a very, very interesting guy. His name is Paul Witherman. Say hello, Paul. Hello. Uh, Paul is, uh, to me, he knows... He's he's one of these guys that opens your eyes about shit that's going on in the world, and you, you and and he Ooh, has right. thought it over, right. and has formed a very educated opinions on certain things in the world, um, where you know. Remember, I was saying to you on another podcast, Bob, that that sometimes what you think happened. Mm-hmm. They make you think right. that you're the one that's fucking insane. Yes. Right. And, then, and my, my first thought of that was uh, like the JFK assassination. Exactly. I was, I was obsessed with that when I was a young person. I was like too young. I was like nine, ten years old. Exactly. Right? And and what, what they say, uh, they they make it tie in with the fact that you're insane. Mm-hmm. And they, they try and uh, rationalise and, and, and put reason on their explanations and stuff and even though the laws of physics deny certain <laughs> shit the uh, for some reason the uh, governments and shit like that they they, uh, they they perpetuate the lie enough that people mm-hmm. turn around and say do you know what that did happen and even if it did or didn't right they just want you to think you're insane so that you believe their their version, version of events right now I met Paul through music yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we went to see an amazing Albert Lee Albert gig. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and then we decided that the night was still young, and we just went and got absolutely pissed together. Right. And the rest <laughs> of them went home. Yeah. And then you turned around and says, "Do you believe in you?" No, <laughs> that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Right. So then we start talking about all sorts of crazy shit because I'm 
Uh, I would th- like Who's to think. You? I like to think outside the box at times. Yeah. And Paul opened my eyes to a lot of things. So even though, like we say, the guy is he's he's had his own record label. He's well into music. Um, he is a very very intelligent man when it comes to music. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We've we chatted away about music and then we just I don't know the drunker you get the more you start writing the wrongs of the world. Ah, of course, and, right. And uh, basically, what happened was uh, we started talking about random shit, and mm. uh, and the stuff that we started talking about was like nine eleven and stuff like Conspiracy that. Conspiracy theory type stuff. Type stuff, I. Yeah. And is that like a passion of yours? Is that something that you're? Uh, I mean. It definitely is something that I like to, to look at. I mean, it was about 2006 or 2007 where somebody first said to me, I, I just walked about to that age, so at that, that time I'm kind of like, say, I'm 27, right? 26, right. 27 years old. This is about 10 years ago. And the my brother basically said, like, started talking about 9-11, and I was just shocked because I'd been walking about in my own wee kind of reality, didn't think anything like that was going mm-hmm. on had never even contemplated things before you and mean just like accepting the kind of the greater media's version of everything yeah well just even accepting that it wasn't the official story right, right. like it was a total what were you talking about almost to the point like get out of my house right, you know right, i can't i can't take on board what you were actually saying to me here um so that's what so that happened one week and then by the next week i'd done a bit of research because the internet was available and yeah. you can start to like look at things and go wow and really other things start to really kind of piece together. But again, I don't think that I've ever generated an original opinion on anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the author of my own thoughts, and I don't really think, or have yet to be convinced of free will. So I don't know if free will is something that is actually possible or real. And you were talking about music the other week and like influence Cl- Cl- like Cliff Richard <laughs> and th- things like that, but it's it's real like you're influenced by everything so much that when you stop and think about it, you think, is what's coming out my mouth original or did I just uh, pick it up or am I just regurgitating somebody else's yeah. opinion badly or uh, or whatever you know? That, I get that certainly we starting this show because. I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and radio shows, specifically uh, Opie and Anthony and uh, Opie, Jim Norton, all the other different incarnations of that, Mark Merrin's podcast and uh, Alec Baldwin sometimes as well. And, and I'm conscious of the fact that I listen to that stuff and don't want to copy the stuff of the day, but it's weird because I listen to people that I find I've got something in common with, so they talk about stuff I'm interested in. So inevitably stuff is going to come up and yeah. there's that's going to come up here and you're going to comment on it and you're thinking, I hope I've no stole that. I hope that everything's just kind of, it's not, I don't know if it's, I know it's, it's going to be derivative, yeah. but at least it's your voice though. You're, you're going to have an opinion on it and you sound like you've got somebody who researches well into your stuff and yeah. if you can form your own opinion on it, then even if it does come for a mixture of other people's stuff, at least it's your opinion, you know? Absolutely. I've been lucky enough to actually meet and talk to like inside people right, right. or people who have talking to like insider people, like people who have been in contact with spies and and that oh. type of that kind of thing. So you're getting like information that's not in the no public domain really and that. not really out there. You can fill in the gaps and things as well. Well, you can kind of use that. Uh, like again, you, you, you kind of have to take a lot of kind of pinch salt, but it lets me get to where I want to be when I'm thinking about these things, which is often the most ludicrous furthest away position from the mainstream uh, as, as you can <laughs> <laughs> see, see the thing is, uh, people will 
definitely turn around and say, that guy's insane. Because he doesn't think that the uh, that 9-11 was what it was. Mm-hmm. He thinks that Princess Diana was probably murdered. Right? right? Do you? Do you think? Well, I've, I thought that was pretty... Uh, Aye, it's, yeah, aye, right. Uh, and, and do you know Phil Collins? We're talking about Phil Collins earlier on, right? right. Phil Collins made a joke on uh, Jonathan Ross show, and I said to myself, I can't believe that he's just done that. He said something about uh, he was he was he was a guest at a uh, Prince. No, he organised Prince Charles's fortieth uh, birthday party. Right, right. And he said, and I'm sitting there. He says. And I'm looking around and I'm saying, this is amazing. He said, they said to him, uh, so Prince Charles asked you, he goes, aye, and he goes, and you said, aye, and he goes, well, what else are you going to say? It's Prince Charles, you can't not come back, you know? And he said, so I would have, right? Know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but Phil Collins couldn't he, right? So he says, I couldn't not come back. Charles he says, finding it harder to get a seat at a table anywhere these days, I think. Who? So Prince Charles. I think he's uh, on the radar in the same way as he was before. No, he's, he's flying no, below he's, the radar. He's not yeah, a man. fucking Instagram account, is he? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's currency now, isn't it? Yeah. But, the, um, but he said, Phil Collins said on the, the Jonathan Ross show, um, he said something like, the, he said, oh, there I was at Prince Charles's 40th birthday party. He says, and I looked through and he said, and there's uh, Andy and Fergie or whatever. Mm-hmm. He says, then there's Diane. Uh, Princess oh. Diana, right? Diana. Diana. If Diane was here, <laughs> we get Prince Charles' too. It would have been a way better party if I'd been there. <laughs> exactly. Tofu everywhere. Duran Duran everywhere, I know. Princess Diana loved Duran Duran. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, she had the hair, do. <laughs> <laughs> right. We all had the hairdo in the right. 80s. Well, right. maybe you didn't, but the rest of the very joke, guy. Cheap joke. shot, Diane, you specky bastard. Touche, Baldy. So, I, but he said that uh, he looked around and Fergie and Andrew were in one, one seat. One table, he said, and I looked around and Diana was there. And he says, and Prince Charles was nowhere to be seen. But that's another aye, story, aye. right? And, and Jonathan Ross, me like that, is that in your book? And he goes, no, he says, it's not in my book. He goes, tell us, tell us what the story is. And he goes, no, because I want to actually live. <laughs> that's what he said. That went no fucking way he said that. Yeah, totally. I mean, you mentioned, like, the other week when you're talking, that you bring the royals in kind of early. But the, the main... Uh, thing when you started talking about uh, Sir Jimmy Savile the, the ah. other week that um, I was tech, like I was literally listening to your podcast in the car and you started talking about him and I'm in my car going ah Jill Dando Jill Dando right? <laughs> and I text him as I was Did listening really? just Aye. the words Jill Dando and then two minutes after I text it he goes Jill Dando and it's like there's some real interesting stuff there but uh, what David Icke will say about Jimmy Savile is, and David Icke was literally like so out in Jimmy the Savile. people guy in it? Yeah, uh, amongst other things, that's what uh, people like to pin on him straight away. Bang! Discredit him straight away. The Queen's a lizard and all that. She's a reptilian. <laughs> I, never, I never said he was wrong, by the way. No, no. I never I mean, said I disagreed with him. Totally. But people kind of bring that. That's always the first thing that yeah, somebody course, brings up. Yeah. But he actually was like out in Jimmy Savile as a paedophile like 20 years ago, right. like before, like in books and written context. Right. But he will say that Savile is a procurer of children for the rich and famous, right? Mm. So he's the one that gets you a kid. Ah. 
when you need it. So he's part of that. That was his part. Of the That's his part of the game. Yeah. So he and also he's a sick, twisted motherfucker. You know what I mean? But he's the guy that is bringing it in and getting the kids, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, being the pimp or whatever you want uh, to call yeah. it. And David Dyke told a really interesting story about a young guy who was like twelve, and him and his pal from Leeds ran away from home. And they were like twelve on the train, went down to like King's Cross Station, as soon as they arrived, like a couple of 12 year old boys show up mm. and they immediately like a guy's on them. Oh, he's just new, you know. Like, one I can feed you and shelter you, come on with me and lures them up to this like this flat, right? And uh, they're sitting in this flat going, right, what the hell is going to happen here? Next minute the door goes and a guy comes in and uh, the boy looks at me and goes, oh shit, it's my Uncle Jimmy, right? Jimmy Savile comes in. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my uncle, we've been rumbled. We're going to get dragged up the road. But uh, Uncle Jimmy wasn't there for that. Oh, my God, oh, my Was it actually his uncle? Yeah. Fucking hell. So, you know, but Jimmy, it's separate things. The guy uh, just been picked up like just any uh, child catcher's Jesus doing. fucking... So, like, and David Ike's telling that story, and you're like, oh, how, did, how does he know that? How did David Ike know that? I mean, I, just think, in the I think the nephew, I think the nephew has actually came out and said, said it, eh? you know, that's but the, that shit that's gets buried, though. Yeah, I mean, it all kind of, it all gets, it all gets buried when you're you're rich and famous. I mean, another friend of mine called Greg Hallett, who writes a lot of stuff, he's written like some like fifteen books on all sorts of things. But he basically, and it's the most logical thing I've ever heard when it comes to it, is that the world ran on blackmail. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that you get something that you're compromised in, they get that leverage on you and then they escalate you to a position of power and they can just hold you and manipulate you and you become a... the power to say, I'm yeah. going to show that's these the whole photos. Scientology thing, yeah. Well, that's it. They right? must have some real fucking dodgy photos of Tom Cruise, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, some no, real well, heinous no, shit. It's that fucking crazy thing that they hold on to you, isn't it? No, and, well, their whole point is that they, they the Scientology, the documentaries I've watched, is that they do the, the thing where they hold the, the, the machine and they gear all their secrets, basically, to mm. the auditor, and then they write everything down. And they catalogue that and they keep it. So that's all your most horrible shit that you confess to and they have that on file forever. I'm just going to name the, the documentary Going Clear. Going Clear, that's right. amazing. Have you seen that? Have you seen it? I've not seen it, but I was listening to Joe Rogan or I was watching some Joe Rogan stand-up today and he was talking about it. Is that it. his new special, the Netflix? Ah, it's pretty uh, funny. Seen it, yeah. There's some Trigger funny stuff. He talks day. a bit about, like, uh, there's the difference between a cult and a religion. Uh, and it's like... In a cult, the leader's still alive. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. Fucking Elron Hubbard. The, I mean, there's, the, that guy invented that religion, right? There's pictures and video of him. That's why it's so weird and cultish because the guy who invented it is about his, his, his images. There, it's so available. Aye, he's so Joe fucking Rogan's, weird. Joe Rogan says as well that he's the guy who's written the most science fiction oh, ever out of any ever. human it's on the planet. It's not even just science fiction. And then he just came ever. up with a religion. This is my religion. <laughs> <laughs> the guy wrote the most amount of shit in the world, uh, and it's like, uh, ah, of course it's well, shit. Well, see, so the uh, but that's what they do with the whole. Now, talking again, back to blackmail, right? That's what they do with the whole Scientology thing. They say we are going to fucking end your career to Tom Cruise, uh, or we're going to put a bullet in your head. Yeah. And Tom Cruise has got no option, and neither is John Travolta, than to fucking just. Mm. Hang about. The Rothschilds have been doing that for hundreds of years. Well, hundreds of years. Right, we like, listen. We talked about this, right? I mentioned the Rothschilds to you. It's the bank. It's the no, yeah. It's the like banking cartel. control. The, the, but it starts as a what, banking cartel. Right. Yeah. What's the two? What's the two families? There's two families that fucking. Yeah, well, you've got like the like the Rockefellers. Ah, the Rockefellers. And, uh, and the, 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 um, 
there's a few there's a few the like Gambinos. It's like they hang out. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. You know, that's seven families <laughs> or the seven people that know and all that. You know, it's <laughs> but, they, there's people that can that control everything, but it's very strategic how they do it because they do it through like lending, mm-hmm. and then you get something in your pocket or you blackmail. So it's like when a lot of people think about m- money and like a loan, they think right, if I borrowed a thousand pounds and it's at eight percent, then you know I'm paying back like. Eight percent of that, so it cost me like what's that, like eighty pounds, right? Or equal, whatever. But actually, the bank only has to hold ten percent of what it actually is lending out. So the rest is all electronically. Oh, it's just kind of made up, but they only have to have a reserve, like to insure it. Ten percent of that, yeah. So if if I've got, if you've put like a thousand pounds in my bank, I can lend him ten grand on the back of that. So when I lend him, when I lend him ten grand, eight percent. It's not at eight percent. It's at eighty percent. So the bank's making eighty percent back. That's why they're fucking so rich. Like that's because they just make money out of thin air, and it only becomes real once you pay it back. You know, so they've got this system where they can just manipulate and plow money in uh, to things, but they use that power to really, like hundreds of years ago, and even when you wipe it back and you go back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, when people used to live for 30 years, people would just wait 30 years and rewrite history. They would just go, right, everybody's dead now. We'll just change that. We'll just change this and we'll move it forward. So it's really hard to actually know what the truth is. What what the truth is, where where it comes from or... Because your version of everything that happened then now has been rewritten so many times, obviously, that it's so far from the source. Yeah, there's no way... Written by people who... who the winners, it's yeah. written by the winners. Right, yeah. so, so like, right, let's get down to the Rothschilds now. Mm-hmm. Bob asked the question who they are. Right. I know who they are, right? Explain to the listeners. I know who. in broad strokes, but I'll, I'll, let's, right. let's I get mean, the real... I ain't no... Because I, I think with... I'm a bit of a kind of jack-of-all-trades, I, I think with... Do you want to get Diana as a definition of like the years and a stuff like that? Man. Of things, so I know the details, but basically, he was a he was a goldsmith who uh, understood money and understood that it was better to lend money to governments and royalty than to people, because you could lend them higher sums of money, uh-huh. you could lure them into wars, and <laughs> the money was secured in the nation's yeah, taxes, course, so you always get the money back. Yeah. So he had basically five sons. He taught them how to do bank, and then he sent them out to like capital cities around the world, like yep. Paris. Uh, Vienna to set up all the uh, banks and they set places. up the banks uh, and there's, there's one their in main Germany mission. Uh, there's like, basically all the top kind of European places yeah, but also was it, I'm sure one of them went further I feel like What's the list of the banks? Can we get a list of the banks, Diane? Right, Right. well, actually, just as you were speaking there, I started to look up, so, uh, in a thing called Investopedia, I'm going to assume that it may be vaguely um, accurate, you're quite right, the it starts in like 1744 yeah. in Frankfurt in Germany. Um, their net worth is pretty much unknown, it's but it's thought to be 350 billion. No, it's smelling that. Billion? It's the air that you are currently breathing. It's, but that, it's, <laughs> it, they're not on like the Forbes rich no, no. lists or anything no, no, like no. that because the, their wealth is basically unquantifiable if if you yeah. like <laughs> right so I, I these people but do they, they don't keep their money in so many like shell corporations mm, and stuff like that and see, that's, that's what like I think way, a lot of people low. make the mistake because they don't keep any money they give you money to play with they yeah. give you money to control your life with yeah. for you to judge yourself against other people with they don't involve themselves with money in any way shape or form they have the asset 
They have everything they want so in abundance. So if you went up to a Rothschild, then what if a Rothschild went into a shop with a can of ginger? I mean... Is he going to have like a, a five-pound <laughs> note on him? <laughs> he probably would, but he probably... I, I, I mean, it's an interesting question. I don't know. They probably wouldn't drink a can of ginger. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> no, they're, they're probably drinking <laughs> some kind of holy water. Uh, exactly. <laughs> they're probably drinking some fucking... Some tonic that makes you live forever that we don't know about. Uh, um, the, the thing is, with, with the... Uh, what are they going to use for currency, right? When you, when they are out buying, like, say, a can of juice or something, right? They are going to have a, a fucking blank cheque is what they're going to have. They are going to contact somebody or I even they will have a card. Yeah, like the, the thing is, they never, they will never be in that situation. That's just like that hypothetical ah, question yeah. I made it's up. Like they'll never, above, ever have to get their own the queen, you know. Like, they, they control the queen and that type I asked of thing. the question on here before and maybe you could be the exact guy to ask it. Why do we have them? Why, well, what do we need them see for? The, see royalty in its true essence, right? Or what they claim is a divine right to rule because of a divine right to rule. So what they claim is the same line of as Christ. Divinity. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they claim that they're of the same uh, ho- holy Statue. line as Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? So that's their bloodline. So that's what they, they're basically using against mm-hmm. us. And they don't necessarily cl- still claim that actively just now, but that's that's why they're in position because yeah. they were basically saying, like the Vatican is the Vatican's oh, yeah. like God on earth, like the Pope is Jesus, God's representation, yeah, exactly. on Aye. earth. So the Queen and that type of thing is they're they're taking this line saying it's all games of thrones, you know, it's all like. <laughs> We're the one, you know. Uh, this is Saint, Saint this Peter is was basically the first pope, yeah, and he was appointed by God, Aye. and then, uh, or by by Jesus, who was the Son of God, yeah. and then after that, he allegedly, chose, he allegedly. chose. No, I'm just saying, he chose another pope, Aye. and then they chose another pope, and then all his other mates all got together and chose another pope, mm-hmm. and they were all chosen by the direct line Aye. to. Aye. Christ himself is what they say. But in 2016, why are they still there? Well, that, that's it, because they, they're they kind of like a, a, a tool, right? Yeah. So what my friend Greg Hallett's researched and studied is that, so you've got this thing where the Rothschilds took place, as Dan said, like 1752 or whatever they, they formed. Then he started like having his, his kids out and then like he, he sent his sons out and then there was like the Battle of Waterloo and that's quite a defin- definitive moment in the, the Rothschilds kind of history because they were funding both sides of the war. Yeah. So they were funding Napoleon and Wellington. But they had, at the time, they had like the most advanced communication system this on the planet. I've heard before and I really which, want to, I, this Which is, is I, I a pigeon, you know? Aye. So like the most advanced uh, uh, telecommunications network was just like homing pigeons. Aye. But they bred them. They, they were the first to have them type of thing. So they sent information back. As soon as they knew the result of the war, they sent the contrary message back mm-hmm. to London. Yep. So the, the Rothschilds then in London got that, went to the stock exchange, acted like uh, Britain and England had lost, lost the war, it. started Bought selling, everything. selling, because they're so influential, everybody's right, going, right. they're selling. Why are they selling? selling. Ah, right, right. All the stuff. Then he's buying it back under the table. Mm, yeah, pennies. pennies. Yeah, right. and they just buy the whole economy, right? right. And they bankrupt the royal family at that point. Yep. Cause of, and cause take of, control. Yeah. And at that time as well, what they do is they take control of the economy, yeah. but they realise that the, the royal family is still the head of state. Yeah. So they, um, and what, what Greg had is they claim breeding rights on the royal family. So Prince uh, Queen Victoria is the first 
kind of illegitimate royal right, right. in recent times because she was actually it's like Jacob Rothschild or something like that um, or one I can't remember all the names but he basically her her mother who was like um, Victoire uh, Louise Victoire Antoinette I can't remember look, look up, down look, down look up it... Queen Victoria's uh, Mother. Ma- mother. Ma. But she basically was impregnated by Rothschilds, and then there you go. Run Straight away. In the got, then. Well, that's you in the bloodline, but that's you also holding the royal family to shame. Yeah, right. And then Queen Victoria apparently them, had like nine kids or something, right? So right. she had nine kids to Prince Albert. But Prince Albert wore a chastity belt called a Prince Albert. Ah, that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. So he didn't have, he didn't sire any of those children. And then these are all, and this is our line. But then it's so it's the blackmail thing goes back. Right. Then you can control them so the and they can were do always you. Into dirty sex stuff, yeah, man. Wow, man. That's the way to go. He's lightening the mood, in my opinion. I found out about uh, Queen Victoria's mother, which rather weirdly we had a strange conversation in the car when I mentioned the family. Um, her mother was Princess Victoria of Saxe Coburg Salfield, oh, um, right. and. Aye, she she served as the regent of the Principality of Lenigan. So there that's you go. a lot of words that's I don't understand. No, well, yeah. put it this way, right? Put it this way. See the royal family just now in Britain, mm-hmm. right? Their name is Saxe Coburg in it. It's not actually Windsor. Well, it changed to Windsor yes, to became acceptable. Ah, exactly, right. They changed it to Windsor. So Saxe Coburg, right? If you look at me back, it's a German thing, right? Ah, yeah. Now the fact that they set up things in Germany in Frankfurt, right? The Rothschilds. So that, to me, makes perfect sense, yeah. right? Me too. Right? Makes perfect sense. That the I'm, whole, way, that, I'm, that, I'm keeping right? up, right? But, but if if you were to go out and say, say well, see all these fucking flag-waving idiots down in London, right, when the, the Queen goes by, woo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to do that, if you were to say to them, uh, by the way, and tell them that story, they would think you were fucking insane. They would think you were insane. Mm-hmm. And that is what gets me about conspiracy theories. Can I ask what happened though? See, see after uh, they bought up the economy basically, then word got back for Waterloo what actually happened. Yeah. What was what's the reception? What happens? What did they do? They go, oh, fucking, we've been swindled with this. Yeah, but they can't do anything now because you've literally handed over your... What kind of what press at the time? I mean, like? even at that, I mean, they bought the press at the time. They yeah, bought, like, yeah. they, you've just got this thing where they just bought Evidence. They just were like laughing. They're like, we don't care what you think anymore. Doesn't you know, matter. we actually now own your royal family. You know, and, See, no, and I'm going to breed into your line, uh, and then that way I'll be able to control it because you're not who you say you are, yeah. right? So see, as soon as you're compromised like that, you can, your voice is thing, shut. Eh? So even now, the Queen, right? Greg Hallett goes on to go, and it goes down. And when you look at the kind of diluted line, and yep. when he, he's done a corrective family tree, but it gets to like the position where you're Queen Elizabeth II or the entity known as Queen Elizabeth II, <laughs> you know, and you're, you're not royal yeah. and you're, you know, you're not actually who you say you are. You've got no powers. You only do births, deaths, marriages. She's on the money. show up, wave. No, she just this is sits in a big house. figurehead, man. She's just a fucking like, scapegoat. She, I don't, she maybe it's like good for like whatever, but it's not as if it's... it's Why do they live so long? Because they fucking get the best, the best, right, we watched that, Food, I, uh, diet, we, wa- we watched that documentary. Any human lives long, maybe yeah. Gran's 92, she's from Mary Hill all day, but she's, <laughs> she's never eaten, she's never been a big drinker, never smoked, never had a car, 
always get the bus, walked <laughs> everywhere. Aye, aye. Still fit. My papa's the same, the two of them have been married for like 75 years. Oh and my it's, god, wow, aye, aye. you know, it, but, and they're still, uh, you know, going strong. Yeah. And it's that thing, it's yeah. it's like give them all this shit, like make <laughs> them eat it, like Keep make them, them not be able to exercise because we work them so hard. Did you hear the one that we talked about, uh, uh Forks Over Knives? Did you hear that episode? Uh, I thought it's still ringing a bell. Right, For, we, we we spoke in an episode about a thing called Forks Over Knives, right? right? Where these old guys. It's a documentary about these right. two scientists who basically. No, one's advocate, a doctor, one's, one's a scientist. A, I was doctor, and they advocate a plant based diet for right. everybody. Right, like plant based most, At most 5% meat in your diet, at right. most. Yeah. Right, and, and what happens is they've they done that, right? And again, everybody thinks they're insane, right? But all you have to. And, and also, they took 18 people who had, like, fucking. De, uh, terminal illnesses and all this right and 14 of them lived right right just by giving them the right foods and doing the right things with them right now see when I tell people about that see when I tell my doctor about that see listen I'm thinking about just doing plant food uh, diet way my doctor goes no no you need meat right mm. but see the guy on on the uh, on the, the this program he they were they were brought up in a dairy farm both, Both of them, them were brought independent. They didn't farm. know each other like other parts of the country, yeah. right? Other other parts of the states, right? Brought up in a dairy farm, right? Uh, eating meat, thinking it was the right thing to do. After they'd done research, one's a doctor, one's a scientist. They went, by the way, we're doing this wrong here, and they actually corrected heart heart disease, yep. uh, vascular they vascular could, they, they illnesses. They found a way to turn on and oh. off cancer, cancer nuts. cells, right? Yeah. Um, and the uh, went so see when we're. Me and him watched it, right? I watched it first, right? Aye, and aye. I says to him, he says, how do you watch this shit? And then he watched it and he goes, do you know what? That is an eye-opener, right? But and then I became a vegan after but, it. But we're <laughs> talking on here, right, about this. And he says, do you know, we fucking sound like we're insane. But in my opinion, when the world is so fucking controlled, yeah. then they want you to think you're insane. Mm -hmm. You know it's what I mean? It's only about 60 years ago and a doctor would be going, hey, it's because you don't smoke. I've seen the uh, adverts where the smoking helps you and shit, aye, helps your aye, lung I mean, capacity and stuff. What the, the fuck? Crazy stuff. But uh, I'll, I've experimented a bit with like raw veganism. I think if I, if the best bit of advice you could ever give anybody, I think if they were in a terminal or a bad situation, is to eat plants, raw plants, that's it. Don't even cook them, just eat them raw and go for it. Right? And that, that would be my first protocol for anybody. Yeah. Um, now, I eat meat. Right, I've got a real hang in my head about eating it, but I don't eat it three times a day. Mm -hmm. I think it's unacceptable to like be somebody that's like, eating meat like three times a day. <laughs> I don't eat it at all, at least two days a week, and in those two days, I only eat fruit. Right. So like, I'll just eat just raw, just fruit, just get it in at me as much as I can. Are you conscious? Are you somebody who's conscious of your diet then? Well, I, I, I was because uh, I, I was. I found myself like you know, in like 30, really overweight, right. like not not ridiculously, uh -huh. uh, but like, I need, I need to get a hold of this now. Uh -huh. So I did for about three years, the 5-2 diet. So what you do is you basically, you eat a fifth of your calories two days a week. So on the uh -huh. roost terms, you eat 2,500 calories, five days and 500 calories Two days, two days right. and it just falls off. Ah, right. Like literally, a bit your meta your whole metabolism speeds up, uh, and you don't get. I, I never get sick. I felt I still, so I still kind of do it. Like ah, I still, because right. it gave me a good natural control over eating. So whereas you're just constantly just eating, 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 oh, yeah. 
putting stuff in, consume, consume, consume. <laughs> you know, it, it breaks on that and it made me go, no, I'm no hungry. And I'd go to my bed hungry mm -hmm. as well and stomach growling when I'm eating 500 calories, which it's not a lot over the course of a day. Well, we had Jamie McKenzie in there. Jamie McKenzie usually gets a mention of the show, but we had him in. He's a personal trainer and he said, it's not a bad thing to be hungry now and again. Yeah, totally. And that's hilarious because Jamie McKenzie, when you was on, I was listening to him and then my ears pricked up because he goes, because uh, he's talking about when he started mm. and he goes, oh, Ricky Gillen. He said, and my ears pricked up. Because I, right? I train in there. Like, oh, right. Like the Gracie Barra? I train in Gracie Barra. So I train there and I've, I started in February this year. Is that right? So uh, just at the end of February, so I've been training for about eight months. Right. So I know uh, Ricky, like he's a professor down there because that's the high rank and that's, right. what, that's what it is when you're at that level. You're, you command the respect to be called well, a, a, a professor. Jamie trained with Ricky. Yeah. And... Jamie went on to be very, very good. Oh, I, at what he does. I mean, I went in and I said to Ricky, like, I was that's a podcast, and you know, and he was like, oh, I know Jamie's that. Like, Jamie's a great guy, and the two of them said it. But Ricky then told me a story because he, because they were working in the bakery, aye, and aye, they were right. they were going down and like after time, like after work or at lunch, and I'd like going down and like training, fighting, and, and Ricky was really passionate. I mean, he goes to me when he when when I first met him. That he'd been training martial arts from when he was five years old, oh, and he right. used to be like, he used to think his dad hated him because <laughs> <laughs> they make him go fight all the time. Like you go to fight, he'd be like, oh, my dad hates me. But he said that the, the managers in there, and I think uh, Jamie touched on it a bit with the managers as well, right. started giving Ricky a bit of a hard time. Like you need to choose, mm. you know, you can't be doing this and this, and you know what's going on down there. And and then Ricky just kind of made the choice, like, you know what, I'm actually going to do. What I, what I want to do and I'm going to go and do martial arts and you know he's doing it and right. there's a lot of guys that train in there and it's a great place that he's running but the guy who was the manager now Ricky's like he delivers my gas <laughs> you know right? he delivers my the guy who was the manager who made me choose now is the delivery boy that drops my gas off he's like it's great Fuck but you. that's a like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is something that's really changed the way that I uh, step up now I'm no expert like at all and I'm not even a, like a fighter I just thought I'm not a fighter I better learn how to at least escape from being attacked so that <laughs> was like so much controversial shit you may have to handle <laughs> yourself once I did while. honestly because I was having this talk with like I was bringing this guy up to Glasgow and we are holding a seminar and stuff Aye. and I'm going I didn't ever even met this guy you know fucking hell better actually like learn some shit but it, it, it went through like a friend is one of the coaches there a guy I used to work with and he it, all, all the stars just aligned and I, and I went in and uh, it's it's great it's like I really really enjoy doing it mm. but one thing I would say and I don't really want to like turn into we just talk about like martial arts and jiu-jitsu <laughs> but to train because when you were talking about Jamie I don't think I think Jamie's obviously a great all-round fighter and I think that most fighters especially UFC would not enter an octagon probably if they didn't have at least a basic fundamental understanding of jiu-jitsu like uh, fighting on the ground i think now that's a popular kind of discipline Aye, but you look at guys well, like that's why it was start, started like yeah. the gracie family started the ufc to before, prove yeah. that jiu-jitsu could when nobody else knows jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. that it will defeat anybody yeah, and they, they proved it but all i wanted to say was with the whole belt thing is that i would say to to go this belt five, you? You got a belt? i'm a white belt right, right? 
I'm a white belt and I've got three tabs on my white belt, usually tabs up four, ah, right. and then your next step's blue, and there's five belts. Ah. But I would say it takes the average person in that gym to train at least five hours a week uh, for a year to go from white belt to blue belt, right. just the first step. Oh. Most purple belts, which is the next step under there, are at least four years training. Is that right? So hardcore you know training. That hardcore training, man. That's what I like. I know we're not going to keep going on about yeah. martial arts just now, but uh, that's what I like about certain martial arts because I said this to Jamie. What happens is loads of people, they sell the martial art based on the grading and they dish out gradings like they're fucking sweeties so that people stay interested in them yeah. right now the fact is the way you're talking about jujitsu right you, you, you either you're, you're there or you're no um, you're not going to just get a free ride you're not getting your blue belt just because you wouldn't want it because that is a free for all. See, once you get that blue belt, you better be prepared, man. That's what I'm. And, and then the you next level up again. Because right, they're, they're going, right, you're in a blue belt now. So you're expected to do X, Y, and Z. Well, all the, the, the other blue belts like that. Oh, Here we new, go. For a new fish. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Because they're treating you nice up to them. Aye, right, of course, now you're and on their level. It's you like know, it's real. I've had my eyes blackened in there, and there's aye. no striking. And when you get your eye blackened in, it's a non-striking situation. That's pretty rough. Yeah, aye. I mean, it's... It's, it's, aye, it's a grapple thing. And it's a grappling thing, man. Somebody's trying to one? choke you. They basically, somebody's trying to break your bone or strangle you. Yeah. When, when you're tapped, Mm-hmm. If that person didn't let you go, you would be dead. Uh, that's the bottom line. They've got you in a position where they're going to kill you, yep. and you and you've got that mutual, that ultimate trust with somebody that you know, you've you put in your life. You, yeah, and that that's it. You need to learn how to tap fast as well. well. I've learned because so I still got a swear that's, uh, that's how Jamie was well impressed <laughs> with, with his MMA fighters who won when he uh, when he was on the when he was on yeah. the show. Um, he was talking to us about his MMA fighters who won, and he said both were rear naked choke, and he was <laughs> well chuffed <laughs> with that. Right, exactly. So for you, what's, what's, what's the goal then, just to end on the... On the I would, what, no, I'd, love to, I'd love to bring it into my life as part of a... It to lead... I, I hope that it leads to a stage where I can teach people. Right, you want to go into teaching that as well? Yeah, I'd like to... Not necessarily, but I'd like to get to have a, an understanding well enough of the art to be able to pass on knowledge and, uh, and and get that kind of going. and Because it's, it's good... And the other thing that, that, you know, a good thing to end is, it's when you're in there, it's never the big guys. It's never the guys who you think that are going to be. It's always the wee... Well, that's what Jamie Guys said. come in with glass, like wee geeky guys, you think, <laughs> and they're lethal, you know. Uh, yeah. I've had, See, I've honest number, Becky folk. <laughs> totally. Just like we guys, I've had my arm taken off me and, uh, and put in this by 12-year-olds in there. Uh, really, you know, there's uh, like wee well, guys yeah. that come in a wee guy called Blair, man, and he, he goes in and he rolls with us. Mm-hmm. And fair enough, like, you're not really at that point using all your strength against him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're just letting technique work. But then you, you immediately regret not using all your strength <laughs> against him. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, Because uh, he, really, he, he gave these wee guys uh, an inch. You just made a mistake. Uh, and they're doing it because they, he might, he might only be 12. Cool, he might only be 12, but he's been there for seven years. Uh, but for uh, him, he gets, to fucking, he gets to beat up an, an older guy. It's cool for him. So he's going to go for it. Aye, aye. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And it's good confidence for them. Aye, it's, it's not like football. If a wee guy's playing fucking brilliant against you at football, you're lumping him right up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really but, oh, definitely. Right. Definitely. <laughs> but, but, I, see, see, when I was younger, right? 
Um, do you know? Do you know? I'm, think, I'm going to mention somebody on this. See, when I was younger, right? There's that wee guy Karamoko Dembele. The new that's kicking about. The wee guy. He's a thirteen-year-old boy, right? right? And he's like the new fucking superstar. He's new playing, Maradona. No, he's playing with Celtic, you know, right? He's he's and what they done is see, at thirteen years old, they put him <laughs> in the under twenty squad, right? The development squad. That's the development the squad. Is huge. For the first team, he's tiny, right? right? Right. The people are going. That's unfair because. I would just fucking lump him up in the air. And that's exactly what people walled at him, right? At 13 year old. But they were trying to encourage him and he, do you know what, son? This is your future, blah, blah, blah. That's good. And they put him on. So I know a bit like in a deep and, end. Aye, aye, right. No, but but the uh, but I remember like years ago playing football and, and usually there was a wee guy uh, who who was, was, you know, in your scheme. Mm-hmm. There was a wee guy who could play like fuck. But the big guy was never stopped getting kicked, <laughs> and the only thing that did see see there was a there was a, there was, a there was a young boy who played football. He was right, and Jamie knows him, so I'm going to name check him. Right, see when we Sean Bond was a was a wee guy, he was an absolutely amazing player. Right, mm-hmm. silky skills, not right. But for some reason, nobody lumped him up in the air, right? Because they're playing in red ash, right? Oh, but right. he got bigger and stronger anyway, naturally. Mm-hmm. But he was always jinking in and out, right? But that's again, but oh, there's a wee man. But you didn't, you, you let him run about. No, he was, he's only a couple of years younger than me, but I'm talking about guys older than me that were playing me. Aye. And I was like, man, look at the skills he's got. And before you know, he's stuck to in the pokey. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like it says, it's like it says, you think you underestimate them and you don't use all your power. Yeah. And these guys don't put a wee guy up in the air, no. right? But they've got the skill. So they yeah. should. You know what I mean? Uh, well, aye, probably <laughs> if you want to fucking win, aye. If that's what it was about, so but it's not about winning. fucking 12-year-old necks in that uh, crazy aye. gym, man. So it's, no, aye, that's that. If it be, you, you put all that body weight and yeah, tap him, man. snap his neck. Fucking snap it. Aye, give him some bruises. <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask you a question? What's the biggest holy shit moment you ever had when you've been thinking about the kind of conspiracy stuff and all the kind of... You know, the evil puppeteer shit. What's the biggest where you were like, fuck? Yeah, by the way, Bo, that, I, is that real? I, I like the way you fucking nicely oh. meandered into that. You just cut no, the fucking no, whole thing short. I was just saying, go on, how can we get back on to talking no, about some crazy fucked up shit? No, man. I wasn't. I, I was actually oh. going to. Sick of your fucking football I, stories. I had an angle, you fucking dick. Well, please. <laughs> you know what? You know what? The floor is yours. No, no, right? Go. Let's talk about some crazy fucked no, up shit. No, the floor is yours. No, go. can I just mention something and I know date? No, yeah, go date. No, I'm not moving the angle. Oh, I've lost my sh- I've lost my I've lost my <laughs> look at you you're like John John Stewart <laughs> you know what I mean right anyway let's talk about some crazy fucked up shit biggest holy shit moment well I mean the biggest holy shit moment comes fate think, just literally thinking about reality for me mm-hmm. right so I was going right so if we look at the three years right now right when you break it all down to my understanding as we're all made up of atoms so there's no actually any space in between me and you. So like, I am literally touching you just now, just through no, the molecules that are me, touch the molecules that are air, touch the molecules at you, yep. and everything's joined. And that's why people say we're all one, because right. everything's that, that connection. Up, right? But there's something that makes all your particles, at least the interpretation of all your particles, be you in my head. Right, because everything that goes on out there happens so in I here. Look different to you than a day to him. No. Could be, could yeah, be. I mean, I've I've still never been definitively to go. We both say that's red, uh, right, but right. 
we both would agree to it's right, but how the fuck do we know we're even looking at the same man, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, really. Oh, yeah. But so it's those kind of moments. It's like everything is kind of touch or interpretation because everything's sound. So people, the classic does, if a tree falls in a forest yeah. and is, nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? No, it doesn't make a sound, you know, because it makes a sound wave that needs a decoder to, for you to be able to interpret it, yeah. right? And it's like when somebody farts and you smell and you go, oh, I smell, it's because something that used to be up their ass is now up your nose. <laughs> you know, it's horrible. It's that. Dangerous, man. Right? <laughs> it's that kind of thing that, that, that really starts to like open my mind and go, right, okay, yeah, like yeah. this is. This is crazy. There's like a lot of kind of. I thought you were going to see like the fucking gunman in the grassy knoll or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Fucking worse, man. Holy shit. Right? right. So you start to go right. So if all that's there, right? So the whole internet is bouncing off your head right now. The everything, right? God, it's all there, right? Everything's there. We the whole talked Netflix. About this. I know what you're saying. The here. whole lot, everything, right? Is there? But you just need like a, a decoder. decoder. Right. You an need interface. to bring. Some, yeah, an interface. A fucking mobile phone. Right. A mobile because phone. Because all this Wi-Fi in it. Yeah. It's like your so, travels everywhere. I get it. That's it. Right. So like, uh, my, my immediate thing then is, well, what else is there? Are we going to get to like a what point else is there that I can decode? Are we going to get to a point where we can just throw this shit up then, and we don't need as as as, as blunt a decoder as a fucking smartphone and like. Yeah, you get time. I mean, we're going to just be able to go with that foom and just flick up. Yeah, yeah, or just turn your eye on, you know. So it's there, it's in your head already. You don't even need to, you're just hooked into the Matrix like that. Like, I think I'm alive. I, I think I'm alive. I want to see a new X Men movie. Boom, I've seen it. Right, that's it. You know, because you, you don't actually need to see it, you just need oh, the thought of the, of the experience that you've seen it. Fuck. Right? That's oh, not. depressing. <laughs> it's fuck, crazy. Oh. Yeah, oh, no, it's tough, man. It's a tough actual oh. thing to, to get into. But. But that, that kind of reality, there then you start going, well, is it a multi-dimensional kind of thing? But it's more the point where if you, th if you think about somebody who's blind, right? Mm. You talk about senses, right? And they're developing it now. I think like they can put a chip in and like people can start to see shapes. And then they can start to see black and white. And then soon you'll be able to see in colour, mm -hmm. and then we'll be able to see really high definition colour, and then they'll be able to see in infrared, and then they'll be able to see x-ray, and they'll do it, and they'll get to the point where folk will go, I don't even want my own eyes! <laughs> they'll skip their own eyes, because <laughs> they'd rather get I an want upgrade. a robo eye! Yeah, you Fucking want that. Hell, and the same like with Paralympic, like, you know, Aye. people getting up, and it's, it, so there's, there's, what I'm really saying is that we kind of for me, for everything, I had to look at like reality first, and then right. once I was looking at reality, and I went fuck I right. So basically, everything's up in there. Mm -hmm. so you can manipulate everybody. You you know you could you just need to send out the right vibration, and everybody will just shut up and kind of listen <laughs> and obey. And it's it's that obey, obey, obey. Have you ever seen the film They Lived? I've seen it many times, and I've seen fucking anything. Uh, you know what I mean? It's all totally like that, came that's real. That, came that's, ham, that's, ham, ham, you know, Roger Roddy Piper at his best. <laughs> 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 that was an answer to like, Reaganomics at the time, and, and kind of a projection of what could happen. A better movie, I think, is Idiocracy. You seen that? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen that. Have you not seen no, that? No, I've checked that, man. Diane. Yes. Get us some stats on Idiocracy. Idiocracy coming up. Uh, it's quite old now, actually, and what it is is, is a guy. Thank you, Diane. He's Luke. an ignorant bastard. I'm fucking but I said Thank you, right, Luke Wilson. Wilson. I brothers. appreciate your thanks. Right, do you want the info? I've got it. Up. Go for it. Go. It's uh, Luke Wilson. Mm -hmm. 
Director Mike Judge, writer Mike Judge also. Beavis and Butthead, guys. Yep. Uh, Private Joel Bowers, the definition of average American, selected by the Pentagon to be the guinea pig for a top-secret hibernation programme. Forgotten, he awakes five centuries in the future. He discovers a society so incredibly dumbed down that he's easily the most intelligent person alive. Now, here's the thing, Idiocracy, though. Here's the thing, though, right? See that? See the most popular show that everybody watches? It's called Ouch My Balls or something, right? <laughs> it's the same stuff everybody does. Now everybody just watches fucking Fail Army on YouTube. Yeah. It came true. It happened. Yeah. There was some... Let's get to the point where even when it happens... Like would but like people just aren't even bother. Like mm. they're too busy like self assess. Where's my phone? You know what I mean? Like they they were so dulled down that we're not. Everybody views like and it's that thing. That's what I was saying. It was those billboards that you see when you see the advert. Yeah. But actually, what you are seeing is like obey. You know, and it's that <laughs> that thing. Yeah. And it, David Aye. Icke says it best. I think when he goes work by consume die work yeah. by it's like a mantra work by consume die work by consume die. Was he? He? I, I, I remember hearing a David Icke in the eighties. Did he not go and Terry Wogan as well? He was because he was like a. It was it was a personality. I actually I remember watching that. Yeah. As it Did they not say here. it was Jesus or something? No, he, he said just, a few kind of what were pretty radical things at the time and that because I just because no because I want to get I think a, the Isle of Arran was, was going to disappear off the I think it was one of the islands off Scotland it was would disappear one day was it Arran no. I no. so well, obviously stuff that didn't come true which pretty much discredited him but it, it, I remember sitting watching it thinking He's mental. He used to play in goals. Yeah. So obviously he's got a screw loose anyway. <laughs> but he went back on. He went back on. Terry Wogan and Terry Wogan basically it. retracted a lot of what he said aye. and was, was, was saying, you know what, I uh, totally entrapped you. Because <laughs> it's easy to make somebody look like a fucking idiot when you've got an editor. Yeah. Piece of piss, man. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, is that David Icke is really only known in the conscious of greater public is being a fucking lunatic who's talking about lizard people and saying he's Jesus on Terry Wogan or and whatever who, it was. And who's telling you that? The, the reason he got to, to to be that person though is because we did know him because he was a he'd been a goalkeeper and he presented he was like a grandstand yeah. or something like that back in the day. So he actually was already a wee mini celeb yeah. and that's how when he did start saying these things people listened. Yeah. Because we already knew who he was. Yeah. And, and he's got an inside track on things and if he's a personality in a way when he starts talking about stuff so I would maybe believe he for the BBC. I'd be very inclined to believe him maybe maybe yeah I mean when Prince was at a plane in do you think that was fucking London that was, was, he, was he assassinated I mean it's hard to, to even determine if he's actually dead <laughs> You know? Do you think really? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that in that way, but no, it's like, well, why, why couldn't you? Why couldn't you just remove yourself and go? You know what? Fuck you. You've only ever seen him a couple of times a year, anyway. Like in but person, like it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter because he's gone as far as as uh, our reality is. Yeah, but he met he he was really interested in what David Ike was aye. saying, and he was really quite a big. Uh, he was outspoken about in chemtrails with Prince, oh, right. uh, and geoengineering and that type of thing. But was he one of the guys who didn't take medicine and stuff? Didn't he know? I, I don't know a lot about him, man. I, I just think he was, he was like super paranoid about the guitar. He was fucking his own. Aye, that's it. Like, there's some live song, stuff. Like, like, have you seen that one uh, where he does the cream? Well, when he's doing the. Is this when he plays the fucking guitar on Michael Jackson's face? No, with Tom Petty, with they're doing the, the tribute to George Harrison. 
I've seen it. I know exactly. Oh, but right. and he falls backwards. And the guy's there to catch him. him back up. And after, <laughs> after he finishes his solo, he just tosses his guitar. It's a stunning, stunning uh, piece of guitar playing, it's man. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's awesome. Other level. And that's what David Dyke said. And I've often thought this about sports people, like. And again, when we're talking about reality, like we're all decoding it. But some people, I think, have got the ability to decode reality faster than others, so they've got more time. So footballers like Messi's got more time on the ball than you. But it happens in real time, right? So he's going. But it's just he can work things out, do calculations, whatever, and see it faster. And Prince can channel it. Like I think, and this is what Ike was saying about him. He's going because David Ike was going. I'm not a music guy. Never been to see live music. But what I saw wasn't what I expected to see. Mm. I saw genre-defying excellence just as if it was coming through him and was, out. Uh, like and it was, was non-source. And he, he switched yeah. between genre types, song mm. types, melodies, everything just all fluently and, and easily as if he was operating out with this reality. Uh. <laughs> Having been lucky enough to see Prince live, he did operate outside this reality. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in many ways. Uh, yeah. many, many ways, one of the best gigs I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but you were talking about that before on the show, about we were talking about well, like a natural talent, like that kind of thing. Because we were talking about uh, De Niro and Pacino, and I don't, I don't, I'm fucking so disappointed with them recently, but he said it's just something that they're able to do. They're just, uh, you, they're, they're, and then you, you start to mention the football players, like, I don't know if he actually knows what he's doing, he just knows No, because the first, thing, it, you know? the first yeah. thing that they say, uh, Andy Gray, pain in the arse, right? Andy Gray turns around and he goes like that. He used to always say this very phrase, and he's just thinking, I'm going to tuck that in there. And he goes, and he's just thinking, I'm going to place that. And he's just, and I say, he's not thinking then, he's fucking doing it. Yeah. And mm. now, see Lionel Messi when he's skinning people, right? And I'm talking, see when you see guys like Messi and Maradona and even Ronaldo to some extent, right? And full flow, right? But more, more, more so the guys who can jink in and out, right? Mm. Is Jink a real word? Did you make that up? I don't know, right? But anyway, the, the guys now. the guys that can kinda that can that can skin a man, right? They can see his leg coming, right? And they can see that, like you say, that wee bit faster, right? And it's not even that wee it. bit faster. You know what I believe? I believe that they see things in slow motion. Yeah, that's what I right? like the flash. Yeah. They see things in slow motion <laughs> and they do it in real time. It's yeah. fucking insane. Jink is indeed in the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> what does it really mean, though? It means to change direction suddenly and nimbly as when dodging a pursuit. Well done, Stephen. Jinky Johnson. Fucking sharp, you! You're the audience, shushed! We've got a guess. As well as, as well as what you're saying, like they can see in slow motion, that's that's my... That's, I, like the that's fucking Matrix, that sounds right? right? bonkers. But, <laughs> but also, I don't think they require any thought no, process no. to do it. Because, no, yeah, like, I'm, like... Uh, not very good at most sports and that type of thing but if you if at any point where I've had a good moment in sport my best moment in sports is always immediately followed by my worst moment like I'll skin a guy and then I'll get halved you know like I'll, in football and it's because I go I can't believe I've just skinned I was going to say that did you get a nosebleed and you're like oh I'm amazing on that shit because you just immediately get taken from that moment so they've got the ability to be in the moment stay in the moment and not be distracted from it can you Oh, sorry, but there is also a thing, and it is a proven fact, body memory. 
And that's why yeah. we, we like, you know, you, you'll get this, Steve, and you're playing a song, see if you think about the chords, and you're like, ah, what do I do, what do I do? Yeah. Don't think about it, your hands will do it. So it's how memory. we know how to walk, it's how we know how to catch things, it's body memory, that, so we naturally so no muscle memory. Muscle, memory. Muscle, muscle memory, memory, yeah. body memory, yeah. muscle no, memory, no, aye. No, no, listen, same thing. Listen, what Diane just did there was pretty much answer the question that I was going to ask. Do you believe that even... I can read your mind, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this this long, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Professor X, isn't there? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Better get myself a new seat then. Right. <laughs> um, hopefully no, Dad. <laughs> It depends how badly Bob drives you him. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but what I was going to ask is, do you believe that you can develop these skills over time? Do you believe that, that obviously, what I said to Bob in the last uh, time we were speaking about this was, people do have the natural ability, but can you hone their skills? Can you develop it? How do you do it without driving yourself insane? Because I have driven myself insane on several occasions with music. We try to learn something. And see, sometimes I just admit defeat. Uh, and I know, and I know obviously you can train yourself to do certain things, right? But I admit defeat where I say, do you know what? That is not my talent. My talent lies in X, whatever yeah. my talent is. Yeah. I, think, I think you can. And I, I think we can, you can use Prince again as the example because he shut himself off because what you have to do is sh turn off the noise. Right? So you need to cut out mainstream pish, you need to get away, you need to get a hold of your diet, you need to really let yourself come back to being yourself and then you can refocus when you've got no distraction because everything's trying to take your distraction. Everything's trying to move your attention and do it. And what Prince ended up doing was he stopped being able to make music because all he could hear was the distractions. Prince is doing this, Prince is that, mm -hmm. all the stuff he's record, everything falling apart. And he just built a complex that housed him. And he just went, but Did he have a cloak? Forget that. I'm going in here and I can hear the music. Mm -hmm. And you know, and he, he allowed his, his conscious to be reopened and probably take it back in. So I believe it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's like like getting to a level where you can meditate. You need to like, they call it like decalcifying your penile gland, you know, <laughs> like within your head, like your third eye, you know, like you're, you open We're up your... We're talking about this. Because uh, I mentioned the third ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing. You know? But I think, I think there's achievable things, you know, your third uh, eye, yeah. third ball, man. That sounds good. <laughs> What I say is, is the people used to ask you in school, have you got your third boy? Aye. I used to say, I'm going for it. And then when you get to your age, if you've got a third boy, get it checked. <laughs> Quick style. Uh, yes. You know that, are going to father lots of children. See, I know what you're saying. I turned off the new, like I turned off, Facebook, right? So, independence vote, right? Are you not on Facebook? No, this I, can't, is what I, was I killed it, right? So, for ages, I was like pure. Oh, but, that's shy because I've only, I only get pals on Facebook because I get them on here as I a know, fucking and I guest. Just, I just go to you. your biggest concern there sure. that you're not going to get an extra Facebook palette. Hey! Oh, oh, but you, Bob, oh, they, but you. I know, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. Is, you can text him, but you need to text him in code. <laughs> <laughs> What do you use fucking burner phones? I have uh, burners. I would, you text one phone and then it texts you back a number and then you text that number. <laughs> exactly. And then, I'll, like get, and then I'll get back to you. Fucking probably bag full of SIM cards. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so what are you saying about Facebook? But, you turned that off? Why did you turn that off? Just because to turn I, off the noise? Yeah. I just was like, because 
what I was feeling was influence. I was using it and then that was, oh my God, oh, look at this, getting angry and I'm doing it and then like watching the news and I was going, what? and I got to the point, uh, I just went, what? Why do I need to know that? And I just shut it all down. I don't watch any mainstream news. I don't read any papers. I don't look at any social media. I don't do anything like that. If people go, oh, do you see that happened in there? And I go, no. Yeah. Like, and folk go, oh, what about that? And I go, I don't know. Like, I, I don't I don't need that. Like, why are you trying to influence me? Why yeah. do why do you want me to know that? Like I just want to be me, focus on the things I like doing and, and get good at them. So that's what you need to that's, do if you want to get better. That's the I don't listen to radio. I just listen to my own music all day yeah, long, man. driving about in my own world. I know it fucking sounds a wee bit closed off, but it's I'm like your podcast, way, like podcasts for me were like a revelation because it allowed me to actually listen to a, a radio show where it was people talk just talking because they're great when you're by yourself because it allows you to be a part of a conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a jiu-jitsu thing as well. Like everybody I know who does jiu-jitsu listens to Joe Rogan podcast, oh, right? And and I started getting in, it, like going right. I'll, I'll check that out. And I had listened to, like we podcast before stuff, and I was immediately like, these are absolutely. They're perfect for that because yeah. they're three hours long, so it's, it's like a, a long no, workout. But there's a lot of there's nutrition stuff in it, there's, there's MMA stuff in it, but there's all different kinds. Aye, of there's stuff. something there's you, you need, but it, it means that you can listen to things that you need without them slipping in something you don't. You don't right, exactly. you go, check that. Yeah. And, exactly. and Facebook was really Let interesting. Me just say to me, that this, uh, it made me realise as well that you can't see if we have the three years around this table, right? And let's take it back to like Scottish independence, right? I was like, yes, all the way, yes. right? And, and he's not finished yet wait a minute right? but see trying see if you were like a normal person mm-hmm. it was almost impossible to move you uh, right because right, right. I can't influence my fellow man but the news has got us each other's throats yeah. it's not got us trying to unite to be okay, formed for the better right? for the greater good for the greater good for everybody and nobody can it accept camps, then, yeah that's it, it. it's just right. this separation divide and conquer divide and conquer we're all each other's throats like people in your family you're falling out with and all that because like <laughs> this me but we couldn't and I on the day that independence was announced that I made my first post on it on Facebook so it was like February the, the 12th uh, 2012 I was straight on I posted something along the lines of Right, that's it. I'm getting Braveheart on. David Cameron, don't take it to heart. It's nothing against you, right? Because yeah. Ma was never interested in the politics. Mine was like, break. this is an excellent opportunity to try and break that system down. We mini revolution. We'll take it off and we'll, we'll do our own thing. But what actually I learned through the independence thing was that you can't really... If I maybe influence 20 people, somebody's passionately about me on the other side influence 20 people. Mm-hmm. So we just knocked each other out. Yeah, it needs to be that person at the top it's really influences it and then it's always one-sided because our media is so corrupt and everything and you're never going to get somebody coming out and say look neither of them are right yeah right let's fucking try something Monty together Brewster. yeah nobody's coming out and going like, this is actually the truth right so he's saying that he's saying that but whatever yeah. this is actually what will happen right nobody re- really wants to yeah. do it so that's when i just is it because nobody knows that. Uh, well not a bit <laughs> as well but it's it's just no, but it's, it's better to keep, leaps of faith. No, but it's better to keep people divided I'm than keep them fucking against each other. Though what, like, what you're saying is, is, is better. They don't want they say you know the fucking the they who control everything. Yeah. They don't want somebody to come out of nowhere and come up with a good solution for everybody. They want to keep people divided, keep them fighting each other because there's more money yeah, in that, isn't it? Because I believe in things like uh, free energy, like it already exists and has existed for a long time. Yeah. 
but it's never it's not getting dished out. But if you dished it out, the world changes overnight. Yep. Like literally. But of course, tomorrow. Have you seen? Have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie? Uh, it's the 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 Lorax. No. The Doctor Seuss movie where they chop no. down all the trees and sell air. Right. What? No. Talk, there's a guy right. that controls the air and the the town. Yeah. He controls the air and he's pumping that in. There's big right. fucking metal cages all the way around the town. Big big metal smart walls, right? And he uh, this guy's selling air and a wee boy goes like that. He hears a story about a tree off his granny and he says, Do you know what? I'm gonna go and find out how the fuck I get a tree. Mm-hmm. And this guy's going Right, listen, there's a guy trying to grow trees and give people free air here. He's going to fuck us up. <laughs> right? And, and it is that. Dr. Seuss is mental, right? No, obviously, it's got a happy ending. He grows a fucking tree in the front garden, right? Mm. But see the spoiler trees. Spoiler fucking spoiler alert. Right? But, the, but, the trees, but the trees are, it's like, oh, we'll give you a disco tree. And people are like, whoa, dis, <laughs> disco trees, man. And the trees fucking, and, and uh, do the hustle, the fucking music's going, right? And, the, and they're going, disco trees, man. And then the other guy's going, do you want to buy some air? Oh, of course I do, I need it. You know, and that that is like you say, free energy. See, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, we can heat our houses off as sun. You know what I mean? We can, we can, we can. Uh, fucking Glasgow, you can. Eh? We can. No, yes, we can, and we can harvest energy for all sorts of places. But do you know what they've done? They monetized it. They've been mm-hmm. like, ah, well, we'll sell you the 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 uh, the cells. We'll sell you the the the. Uh, the do you know what? I should know this. I don't. You're this, not a heating engineer. This is my field. This is uh, renewable energy and all oh that, my right? God, but but uh, they, they, see see the cells. Kilowatts? Is it kilowatts? No, it's no. What's the measurement, Diane? Aye, it is kilowatts. Aye, the measure measurement of energy. Aye. aye, aye. So they're trying to sell us the well, kilowatts. Well, no, no. It's, well, it depends what you're doing, how you're creating energy, because it could be the the ca- calories as well. Right, I don't know right. what you're going. Um, with that. So right, but. But anyway, what, what they've done is they monetize the fact that, by the way, we can put these fucking big sheets of silicone on your on your roof mm-hmm. and it'll Solar give you... Ah, and it'll give you... See them a lot energy. nowadays. Right. But, the, Aye, but, the, but, no, but, but you're, selling, you're selling it. For the outside, I'm looking at that and seeing, oh, that, that's somebody who's energy efficient. Now, that's Not, somebody who's, right. who's uh, environment and conscious and they're, they're wanting to have solar. No, energy. but imagine, imagine like, it, put it this way, see, see what, what Paul's saying a minute ago, but, but you keep getting, you get, and uh, in fact, I say that I know when you walk into Asda, right? And you walk into Asda and as soon as you get into that one wee we went square to bit, Asda, we, we went to that Asda, again when you walk into that square bit of Asda, before you actually go into mm-hmm. Asda, right? It's fucking, fucking chocolate, chocolate, chocolate sugar, 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 sugar everywhere. Pallets, right? giant pallets. Right, and it's like, you it's want nuts. this. And it's like that, that advert on, see, uh, see on, uh, on South Park, Chin Pokemon. Have you seen that? <laughs> it goes, right, see on South Park, right? The the uh, Wains are sitting watching the telly, right? And they say, you got to buy it, you got to buy it, Chin Pokemon, <laughs> right? And he goes, what the fuck is that? And he's like, I don't know, but I want it. Right. <laughs> well, did you ever find yourself in a situation where in the middle you went, why did I do that? If I've I, I been suggested something, or is I, this I tell you what, tricked? I found myself in the middle of a conversation where I'm saying, why did Bob do that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were done. No, no, but what I'm saying is, I'm saying is, you, you get this, <laughs> you get this uh, stuff getting getting blasted at you, oh. right? And they sell you. They sell you and you don't need it, right? But what I was saying is, see, energy-wise, right? All you need is a fucking light and heat, right? You don't need anything else. But because they think, you know, you need the latest smart TV, 
So for I better generate more energy. But do you know what? They charge me for that energy. So I need to generate money to pay for that energy. I mean, even when you look at the way that we produce energy, which is burning things, like they're our things in the first place. <laughs> they should be paying us, should, like to, for making an industry off it or something. It's mm. weird. But like Nikola Tesla <coughs> was the guy who. Uh, you got to talk about Elon Musk here. Yeah. Uh, no, no he, uh, fucking Tesla created Wi-Fi. Elon Musk controls Tesla. Yeah, well, he t- he's, he's able to send, apparently, allegedly, able to send electricity wirelessly, mm. and then like went into J.P. Morgan. Look, look what I can do. And he's like, ah, so it's electricity wirelessly. And he's like, yeah. He goes, well, where does the copper wires go? And he's like, well, you don't need copper wires anymore because we're trying. He's like, get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I make all my money selling copper, copper. wires. Uh, and, you know, it's that type of thing that you. And then, but what happens, what I believe at that point is that the Tesla thing goes under the table and yeah. it becomes military. So nah, it, I believe that shit. It just be. goes down and they go, right, brilliant, bang, get it out of the public perception. Yeah. Nobody knows. And then you're talking about. What, in my opinion, is uh, like how the towers came down. See, I think, I you think know, like the military, right. I think no, the military, ain't no planes, my friend. I no think the planes. military have got like fucking iPhone 12s and all that shit. And, and, like, oh, it's crazy. It's like 40, I reckon the military is about 40 years ahead, civilian. Uh, at least, going to be in it. at least, at least at 40 least. years. So, so, are you a truther? Uh, I mean, I don't really know, I don't really get into that because, again. You actually have professors in this shit now, you know, that yeah. study it again and again and they look at it in loads of detail. And I have spent a lot of time looking at it, yeah. but I come back to like fundamental things that I enjoy about it. Because yeah. I'm not, I don't want to get, because it's a really, really uh, ridiculous thing to have happened. Um, it's a horrific thing to, to, to talk about. So I don't want to like but it's far make enough light removed. of it. No, no, but you but, never mean light of that. It's far but, enough removed now where it's such a huge event, a huge world event that it must be discussed. Yeah, totally. It must be discussed. So don't feel like you have to, you know, censor yourself well, for anything you want to say. Like, the things that I like or are interesting, right? Like initially you look at it, right? And this is, this is uh, you, you have 19 average guys who managed to simultaneously hijack four commercial airlines, turn them into weapons and hit targets mm-hmm. without a hitch. Oh, when you see it like that. You know, without a hitch. I tried to organise a stagger with 12 people. <laughs> it was a fucking disaster. You know, like, it's no. crazy. So then that's the initial point. <laughs> right, you're like, what the fuck? I, for, for a guy controlling it with a mobile phone in a cave. Who, I'm, who... Who was on dialysis, and my friends are medical physicists specialising in dialysis. You're like, I was, I was talking to him the other night, going, right. So, is there portable dialysis? And he goes, yeah, it exists. And I goes, all right. So, how portable is it if you were like hiking mm. and that? And he's like, eh, you'd need probably at least two guys, and that's no without your water supply. And you need sixty liters of water per day that you're on dialysis, and you need to be on dialysis for a minimum of like four hours at a time. So you'd have a day on dialysis. You'd then be feeling shitty that day. You'd feel so good the Osama next day. So Osama bin Laden was on dialysis. Well, he had really bad kidneys. Mm. So like that's where the CIA apparently met him and all that in like Saudi Arabian hospitals before nine eleven. And uh, so what I'm saying is I don't, I don't know. I don't even think he was alive when he struck the buildings. Me I think neither. I think they basically had a meeting and went right. You're going to die because he was like no a CIA way. agent. No way did he die when they said he died. No, he no, was no, not a chance. Long before because that. Because how well, see when you go at him, would you know parade his body a wee bit? Aye, and there's like three stories. Like, there's like I've had oh three God, stories. Man. So there's the one 
before. The one that I think is realistic is that he was a CIA kind of guy right. and he was going to die. So they were like, you're going to use your name. Uh, I see your family, all right, or whatever. You know, like that type of thing. So but he's, he's just off it. He's a patsy, we'll just use his mm. name. Because something like 45 seconds or a minute after the second plane hit the South Tower, mm-hmm. Fox News named Osama bin Laden. Is like a mean? minute after it. Do you remember? Do you remember 2011? Yeah, man. I was like, when it happened? I, I, was, I was fishing. Like, yeah, I was dude. literally sitting outside the water and my mate's mum phoned like that. Mm. Oh, been, and we were like, what? It's crazy. And he'd been up the you Twin Towers like the year see, before. the first time that. you ever saw the footage on TV, what did you think then? Uh, again, the first time I saw it, I was totally brainwashed yeah. by the system so I was just like what, what the you know and you didn't really have the need to question anything no like there was no need for me but you think people were overwhelming grief at the well, time for what this horrible tragedy that happened you wouldn't really dare even, even say it's going to be the government it's, a, it's just such an overwhelming tragedy I remember tragedy. watching shock and awe like what yeah. the f- yeah. like more than more than like the repeats of 9-11 which is the result of 9-11 mm-hmm. when they have this shock and awe thing and they're, they're having a right good time, like testing their weapons out, destroying a, a country, raising it to the ground. Off the back of it, you know, saying that they just make just literally making up lies, just all that. That's it. Well, that's it. The the the, uh, the Iraq War, the Afghan fucking debacle, which is which is a bit of a joke. Yeah. Um, because the whole of Afghanistan was a load of shit. That was that was a, a wee, you know, we'll put. What was it they say? They said there was more. Cops in the streets in New York than there was soldiers in Afghanistan, right? Right. Jeez. And what they done is they went, "Aye, he's in Afghanistan, but we're going to invade Iraq." I know, and I know. and uh, I remember Hugo Chavez talking mm-hmm. about. He said, "Aye, they, they've got these." He's a hero, yours, isn't he? Aye, you like to Hugo. Right. They, they 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 said that they've got these. Hugo Chavez getting interviewed by Oliver Stone, Aye. and he said he named. Is that called again the Commandante in it? No, no, it's it's called uh, South of the Border. South of the Border, that's right. And he got interviewed by uh, Oliver Stone, and and he says, "Listen, because the the uh, they, they they orchestrated a military coup twice um, to try and fucking overthrow Hugo Chavez, and uh, uh, one of the ones was there was people shooting for a building, and he oh Hugo Chavez is open fire on his own civilians and all that, right? And uh, and then when they eventually speak to the people, they're like, ah, no, there was nobody on the bridge." Yeah. Right, that was a that was a big thing. There was people shooting down for a bridge. There was nobody on a bridge, but basically it was uh, the CIA. Was what was the thing you told me about how we fed everybody? What was that? What? He, he, Hugo Chavez, he like turned around like poverty and no, he no. What he was trying to do was he was trying. He was he was basically a revolutionary, and what he done is he renationalised the oil and stuff like that, yeah. right? And the sugar industry and uh, stuff like that. But he takes them to a sugar. Plantation, and he says, "Come here, I show you where we're making the nuclear bombs." And hang me, Oliver Stone's like, "What?" And he's like, "I'm joking." He says, "It's a fucking sugar factory." Hmm. He says, "But see, only the American uh, places that they're targeting. Uh, what, this was this, targeting maps. Aye, this was the, this was uh, one of the places." And he's like, "There you go. They're making fucking factory, making yeah. sugar or uh, refining sugar or something." Now, um, Hugo Chavez talked about. Uh, all the different places that, that were targets of the American government to gain control of for financial gain. And one of the ones was Iraq, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's where there's not a Rothschild Central Bank. All these oh, big, there isn't a bank there. Uh, right? There isn't a Rothschild Central Bank. So, like, Libya who's was the one. Big, who's the big money people there then? 
do they have an equivalent? Well, they, uh, well they, they're just kind of running these uh, dictatorship, I would say, like where they just have like, like one guy. Again, there's like probably equivalent. a whole host of like, conspiracy, like stuff with them. I don't I don't really know enough about it to to, to really comment. Well, th- things that I, I really kind of believe is that once, uh, you know, like Iraq, you can invade Iraq to, to America, like it's... It's got a central bank now in Rothschilds that it never had before. Mm. And it's probably got a McDonald's as well that it never had before. So as much as a bit of commercial interest. And it quit, somebody once told me that what the way that they do is they, they build these kind of army barracks up and then because they want the troops, it actually goes back to like World War One, where I believe Coca-Cola came up with the idea of when they sent the boys out to, to Europe, they put a bottling plant in France. Mm. They were like, we need to build a bottling plant in France because we're going to give all the troops Coca-Cola for free. And then all the, all the guys would write home to their fiancés and loved mm. ones, ah, oh, Coca-Cola makes me feel like it's at <laughs> home and all that. <laughs> love Coca-Cola. And then they'd be like, Coca-Cola, this and that. And then the war's done and Coca-Cola are like, well, we're not going to take the plant down. Mm. So like World War One's really about the invasion of Coca-Cola in is Europe. That not, is that not Coca-Cola doing a good thing for the troops so? Yeah, but what at the end of it, but then they've, you've got them, got yeah, a business yeah. that's set up. So the same thing happens with like Burger Kings and McDonald's in Iraq. Like they, they set them up within the barracks to feed the soldiers, and then the barracks. Would retreat. soldiers eat that shit, really? Yeah, Domino's not. Like their barracks have got all that kind of stuff set up Aye. within it. But then what you happens know many is. Are the most fucking elite people? No, no. Are they kidding me on? They're so just as brainwashed as the rest of the people. Worse. Yeah, a Put it this way, right? Worst. What would it take for you? It's to, a for somebody to say to you, go down there and shoot him in the face, Bob, because he's fucking going to kill your family, you know, and you're like, ah, he's going to a kill pizza. my, he's going to kill <laughs> my family. He's going, but it's they, the same basic principle, in it? It's to make, like, they are, it's good marketing, blah, blah, blah. Right. They're, they're doing it for themselves, you know, mm. like, so, but, you know, and again, I could be wrong, but then my in my head, then these barracks retreat. Yep. As the company starts to remove its military occupation of the country, but, but they the just leave it. Keep the, they the, just the, leave the, it there. The and they go, oh, we just leave that there and see what happens. Style. And then everybody's starting like going uh, yeah, on yeah. this unhealthy diet and things like that. That was the thing. But on, also in Afghan uh, Afghanistan, I think it's pretty conclusive that uh, the amount of opium poppies that produced in that country significantly increased really? after it. Yeah, it's like now it's like ninety more than ninety percent of the world's opium comes from Afghanistan, and pre-invasion it was nowhere near because the Taliban. So do you used think to, that was a, that was like a happy kind of accident that they well, you need a lot exploit to run a planet? You need a lot of smack. Because <laughs> <laughs> po- opium is poppies are codeine, morphine, yeah, yeah. heroin. You know, they're the so three, much, yeah. morphine, codeine and so heroin are the main like three extracts and then everything else is synthesised off the back. Could right, that, right. Yeah. Uh, this leads me into something else. This leads me into cannabis. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, now listen, uh, uh, you've obviously, you've listened to your podcast, right, but I don't know if you know that Bob uh, has a healed man because of cannabis. Do you know that? Yeah. I mean... Uh, Do you know that? Did you know that? Yeah, well, I've, I knew before... That you told me about a friend that done that. So oh, I didn't know aye, it was him. Aye, mm-hmm. aye. Yeah. He lost 17 oh, stones magical. smoking dope. It's magical. But <laughs> the thing is... simplify my life No, like well, it's pretty like that. <laughs> it's pretty true. Right. You've got these two plants that you could put side to side. One's a poppy and one's, we'll call it can right? So you've got these two plants and you've got one in one side that you're saying's got all these medical things, right? Because mm-hmm. it's producing morphine 
and uh, codeine as well as, as heroin. Yeah, yeah. And you get another plant that you say in this country it's a Schedule 1 and it has got no medical use whatsoever. It's lies. Like, that is a lie. That's a blatant lie. Mm -hmm. And why? You know, like, because the Israelis proved definitively, they did the test and I think it was like 40 years ago when they discovered a THC yeah, and they discovered it through a, a, an andamite, which is the human we basically produce the chemical ourselves yeah, called right. anandamide, but there's also the plant that produces it. And they discovered it and they cured, they actually uh, scientifically, categorically cured epilepsy 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the guy now, still alive, his like, name's like Raphael Mechanical or something like that. Uh, Get out for Machinel, a bag, could you please? Raphael Machinel or something like that. And he goes, it breaks my heart, we cured epilepsy 40 years ago so and it's still not suffering. in the mainstream. So, so many, many people, people are still and he's like, we we definitively disease, on the table. That's Cured a cat. That's a catch all. Aye. Like that's no work for him. It won't work for him. That's a catch all. Yeah, it's on the table. It's not in the mainstream. And he goes on to laugh, right? And it's ridiculous, right? And it's but it's funny. He says scientists always joke that they can cure a mouse of anything. <laughs> <laughs> cure a mouse anything. Get a mouse yeah. anything, we can cure it. Yeah, I've done it with cancer. Because they put so yeah. much restrictions. When you want to take it up to a human, ah, no, no, it's too dangerous. Uh, why? Is it, no, is it no because genetic makeup is different, though? Well, and there'll be an element of that. Aye, but right. see, at the end of the day, see when you're terminally ill, do you give a flying fuck? No, try it. That's me, you me a third ball. But wait. Right. That third ball we've all been talking about. Have you got one or something? What the fuck? I think we're But. But no, you know, but I've seen people. I've seen people with my own eyes who uh, have had really bad muscular, right? Really bad muscular pain for months. Been in MRIs, everything, X-raying it. Doctors can't do anything, no. and uh, they've taken because not a lot of people don't know this as well that uh, with weed cannabis you need to heat it to a certain temperature before it becomes psychoactive, mm -hmm. so you can quite readily eat raw cannabis yep. with, with no side effects, like of ounces of it, with yeah. nothing happening to you whatsoever. And you can mix it in like butter without it taking, yeah. but you don't get you the don't high, get high. So I've, I've, kind of I've been in the company with somebody where they were really suffering and we were like, right, well, let's try this. And we made it and we, we didn't heat it up over a certain temperature, so it wasn't there. And um, basically I made it and I didn't do that and I didn't tell them and uh, 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 basically put it in their dinner right? <laughs> and didn't tell them. And I just wanted to see, and it was the most amazing thing I think I've ever seen because just sitting there, like, and I'd, somebody was really close to me and I'd spent a lot of time in their company and it just months, so you're not just, you're almost, just fucking... almost years of watching this person just sitting really uncomfortable. Not that way mm. when you've got, you're just hanging. Yep. You just, you've got this constant dullness and nothing's taken away. And like about 15 minutes after, Dinner and they just kind of just relaxed and sat down and I just noticed the change and about half an hour after that I was like, you feel not? And they hadn't even noticed. Aye. I was like, you feel not? And they were like, actually I feel fucking that great. Quick, eh? Right, but this is the interesting thing. So then we continued that for about three or four days mm -hmm. and then it went away and never came back. Yeah, so it's a cure for whatever it was. It, it worked. Do like, you know what? You're not just drugging strangers. This is something really new. Well, oh, I mean, this is something that I know. Do you know how they quantify that in, a, in the medical world? Because I watched documentaries on this. No, spontaneous healing. Yeah, they call it fucking spontaneous. Wait a minute here. That's what they do. They call it spontaneous healing. Yeah. Because I watched a, a documentary where 
the the guy was he was basically saying he wasn't saying I can cure cancer with THC, but what he was saying is I think it helps, yeah. and I have done it in the past. And it proves a great point because what really pisses me off the most is that we cannot definitively answer that question: Can cannabis cure cancer? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we just definitively go? I no, no. or it works in this one, it doesn't work. Like it's all like smoking daggers. Aye, because see, see, we, see, we, um, see, we, we chemotherapy, right? With chemotherapy, right? It doesn't always work. Yeah, it doesn't always work. And see, if cannabis doesn't always work, they say fucking told you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I actually, think they don't go like ah well, the chemo didn't work. Yeah. So and why why do you think cannabis has made illegal? Why is it because it's a weed and you can fucking grow it anywhere? Like I said before. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it, I think, is actually to do with at the time like it was to do with paper. You know, like because you can make cheaper textiles with mm-hmm. hemp. It's to do with the other properties of hemp, to be honest, yeah. to do with the fact that, and a lot of it goes back to uh, olden days of shipping and stuff like that. Yeah. Because oh, hemp was, rope, was used wasn't it? lots for rope. So why do we still for money? And that's why we got to have the phrase as well, Aye. money for old rope. When, when Britain is kind of colonising America, people were people were rewarded for grown hemp because mm-hmm. the, the, the Navy wanted rope. I, I um, So it was that. And then, the, so what they needed was a real good, this will make you insane and all that. Right. And then... Reefer madness. Yeah, reefer madness. But people were using it before that all around the world forever mm-hmm. as a healing plant, yep. as a medicinal plant. So then we lost our way deliberately. We're set Somebody down a path. Somebody rewrote history, like you say. Absolutely. They waited the 30 year. Everybody was dead. <laughs> so they, they, they changed it. They just rubbed it and rewrote it. But what happens is those sting, they, they are so ingrained in people. But the stigma of it. Aye, it's, Aye because see if I turned around my missus and it goes and back said, to like we can't change yeah, people's right. opinions at our levels. See, no. see, if I, see if I turned around the will to my missus. Oh, I was out at Bob's. What did you do at Bob's house? Like, just sat and smoked a couple of joints, watched the telly, right? My missy <gasps> would go, leave. <laughs> yeah. You're taking drugs. Yeah. Leave. And I'd be like, ah, what? And that's, that is what would happen. That is basically what would happen. But the, uh, the, 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 it's, it's doing to, by the way, because somebody said, and I talked about this before, mm-hmm. somebody said it's legal. Who the fuck said? You know yeah. who was it? Why are you listening? Why? Yeah. Why? Because they're going to put mm. you in a jail. Yeah. I just go. T- I, I'm a, all the man I'm ever going to be. Tell me the truth. I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is, just tell me. I make my own mind up. Yep. Like why do you constantly tell me what to do? You know, like all these things. Like, and it goes back to like heroin. Like, you've got heroin on the street. Like, it's a really bad drug with huge social problems, right? Mm. And nobody can deny that. But they don't ban it all. They go. Eh, the heroin. They probably flood the place. The same people well, who done that the same people riots, who are getting the, the thing, mate, are mm. selling heroin as well. Uh, so it's not the people who you think they're the pinning same, it on. Are they the same people who make the needles and no, shit they, as well? They, it's coming in for the same people. They don't just throw the heroin away. Like, no. all oh, right, cool. We get the morphine and the codeine. What are we going to do with all this heroin? I just bin it. No. You know, let's <laughs> make so many it's millions. Crazy, yeah. Right. So, but the wheat. You don't. You're not even getting that level. Yeah. They're not even going. Well, these all these three drugs that we derive from the poppy, we are, use we're controlling, but we understand they've got medicinal benefits, right? And everybody goes, "That's fine." And not a lot of people would realise that when they're going into boots and they're buying their 500 milligram paracetamol, eight yeah. milligrams of codeine, that actually it's an opiate that they're yeah. taking, right? So you've got that and that side saying there, and then the other side you've got cannabis. 
and going, nah, it's nothing, it's, it's no medicinal, you know, there's should, no any goodness that can come in. Do you know, it's a weird thing that happened to me recently, because I don't know if you know, but I was unwell. <laughs> yeah, <what are> <laughs> I was unwell for a while. and wrong with you? I had pleurisy. Oh, you? <laughs> when he spoke any weed, right. I fucking go, I tried. I was like, this right. will cure it, I'm telling you. When so, yeah. so I I went, I, I was in the doctors, and the doctor gave me, uh, she, she says to me, I was basically looking for pain relief, right? And anti-inflammatory. And she says to me, here is naproxen. Right? So she gave me naproxen, right? And she gave me like fucking four billion naproxen. <laughs> Just take it. That's for you, right? And I said, am I going to get hooked in this? And do you know what she says? No, no, there's no codeine in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been hooked, I've been addicted to codeine. Took Have you three, really? Took, eh? took about four days. Um, and I was cold turkey. Um, from it because I had really bad toothache and I couldn't get to the doctor mm. and that was when I was uh, just working or just in a bad place so I was I was literally trying to get to the dentist and just like living on painkillers that way you, you know when you've got bad toothache you're like it's just the worst but I drank so I was taking these really strong painkillers these codeines and uh, like after I went and the, the, I got the tooth out and I felt oh, great and I went right brown I don't need to take these pills anymore because one they're expensive as mm-hmm. much as anything else and then I was in my work and uh, I was like had uh, my shirt on a jumper and my jacket and I'm sitting at my desk and then I'm looking around and everybody else is sitting there in t-shirts <laughs> but I was like right, you better take one and I had to weed myself off oh, him, man. Really well. and but it's aye, this, but, but it's, they say it's fine Take codeine's fine, yeah. but don't touch cannabis because it'll drive you insane. Totally. And it's actually in the codeine pills that they they put in really small doses, but it's the paracetamol and all the extra. So that's this is a real dangerous thing. That'll kill your liver. Oh, well, that's so like if thing. you're taking codeine, the best thing to do is like a cold water extraction. Just get rid of all the other stuff and just mm. take the codeine. You know what I mean? How do you do a cold water extraction? So you, you just literally grind up your pill, your codeine, right. your pill with paracetamol, <laughs> put that. it in. No, you, you wouldn't. <laughs> You wouldn't be doing that. And they put it in water and then all the sediment, be, it separates oh, and then you really? then you put it through a coffee filter and that gets rid of pretty much all the, because most of our stuff isn't soluble in water, but codeine is soluble in water. Mm-hmm. So at the end, filter it a couple of times and then you've just got your, if you put in two pills, you've just got your 16 milligrams of codeine in a drink and just take that. Aye. And Try that, because, yeah, because people get addicted to codeine and then they end up killing themselves because they end up just buying over the counter and it's the paracetamol and the, the liver stacking and all that. Aye. So it's like, come on, just educate I was, people. I was on that. probably like 10, 15, sometimes 20 tablets a day. It was like pain relief. It was ibuprofen yeah. and, and naproxen was one of them as well and all that stuff. And I was just swelling them like sweeties and yeah. it, the, the shit it must have done to my liver was unbelievable. Yeah. And now that I smoke weed, I don't take you don't nothing. Do yeah. not a, I don't take not a pill. anything for anything. I, I, I took a paracetamol pill the other day because I had a sore head because I couldn't get him and smoke weed. Yeah. And then that was it. I took two and yeah. that was it. I mean, I think uh, it's... Definitely something that's helped me out. Do you do you think that there's, there's situations. A, a lot of weird shit in like toothpaste and stuff like that? Yeah, well I've actually like rat poison I can, and that's stuff hilarious. Like that. I bought fluoride free toothpaste about two months ago because right. my brother in law was like somebody said to him that the aloe vera toothpaste was much better and he had had really sore teeth. So he goes, I've started using it in two weeks, my teeth feel great. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna try it. And I, I've been doing it, and I'm not joking you, I get this bit gap in the back of my tooth and it always gets food stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Since I've been using this bit of toothpaste, I've not had any food stuck in it. Weird, and that's, really? that's weird, but my mouth also feels great. Healthier. And I just don't know, now Now when I actually feel that I'm using uh, good, like 
what I'd consider like a good to like an oral B something something you paid about four quid for aye, you know aye. and it's it feels like I'm rubbing sand on my teeth aye. like <laughs> grating it away uh, but again fluoride and stuff goes back to this penile gland like the, you've got if you want to see things clearer you need to decalcify the gland to be able to yeah. receive the proper information and conduct your life in the right way how do you how do so, you do that but we're putting <laughs> we're putting stuff like deodorants all get mag uh, aluminium in it and yeah. aluminium's proven to cause Alzheimer's you know what I mean but we rub Fuck. it on our we spray really? it in our deodorant and all that we spray it in our skin oh, and as no. soon as something touches your skin your body you absorb absorbs it, it. Yeah. your body absorbs it Fuck. and we're rubbing aluminium in it at every opportunity we can get it's just crazy and, and it's proven that it causes Alzheimer's because it gets into your receptors no, just uh, we're talking along with you in here but um, aloe vera two things is amazing stuff yeah. I have cured all sorts of strange skin things just with breaking yeah. a bit of aloe vera off a plant and rubbing it in. The actual juice straight from the plant. Yeah. I've Monoplants, Diana. Monoplants, aye, monoplants. And I am so with you on deodorant, which is something I avoid buying, buying and using yeah. like the plague and have done for years. Yeah. It's really, really bad for you. That's You're absolutely terrible. right. You're putting metals and chemicals in they under your arm. Under your arm is because of the way the blood system works. It's actually really important because of all your thyroids and stuff. Yeah. And that's what we do to it. So I'm absolutely with you on the deodorants. Well, that's me fucking tossing my deodorant out now, no? I just got on the road and read it, but there are there yeah. will be um, alternatives. Really? You know, that's not like... I sweat a lot. I Aye, fucking me too, mate. It's I like can't we can't... Because it's I like a social deodorant. As well, but... Uh, honestly, you go and look at it, but there's, there's other alternatives that are out there. Aye, right. And... It is this kind of I way. I can't even having to fucking rub myself with some weird exotic yeah. plant so I don't sweat as much or but something. The weird or? thing that's always kind of bothered me is that if you looked at like things over a hundred year period, mm-hmm. you'd look at everything and in almost every fucking available avenue you've got, we've made massive advances like communication, mm-hmm. travel, um, you know, electronics, mm-hmm. apart from like, like cancer. Aye. It's like it used to be like a lot less, right? And you can put a lot of that down to detection, like people didn't know it was cancer uh, or not. But, you know, it's gone from like one in a hundred or maybe, I'm just making up a figure, to like one in three or one in two, two now. Uh, it's, di- it's down to, you know, it's, and you're kind of going- Why is there so many advances and everything? It's all just because it's really- re- It's a lifestyle, isn't it? Well, no, it's because we're putting it all in, is we're like giving it, we're, we're actually welcoming it in with I our diets and uh, this trap. But the I medicine, me, medicine for cancer is super expensive. So is it no better to keep people sick and and, and have cancer? More, I mean, more people, I get, more I people hear what you're saying, so man, and I just hoped if you know that it's again, it comes back to like prevention is definitely better than the cure. And I do think that there's a lot of cancers that are hereditary. Right. There's a lot of the way your cards are dealt if you get a fucking real rare bad thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of all of them as well are, are stuff that are brought on. You know, through a lifestyle. Well, you're, you're, well listen, you're listen we, uh, see on that Fox Over Knives documentary, right? They reckoned that genetically humans did not have all these things, right? See your average human being, right? Uh, born, just, uh, they don't have. See, all this stuff is a genetic mutation, right? And they reckon that genetic mutations are caused by lifestyle and by whatever you are consuming or whatever. And uh, say, for instance, now, do, do you remember, 
I'm looking around at my mobile phone here, but do you remember when I already told you if you used a mobile phone, you were going to get cancer? No, brain and cancer. I, no, 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 just brain cancer. Alan Stubbs, the former Celtic player, he'd, he'd kept his mobile phone in his right pocket or something, and he oh. got testicular cancer, oh, and really? he said, oh, it might have been my fucking mobile phone. Now, everybody said that, right? But now, all of a sudden, we're all, everybody's using mobile phones, yeah, right? Uh, but but uh, on Forks Over Knives... They guys reckoned that it was animal fats. Mm-hmm. Before animal fats, there was very, very, very few cases of cancer and heart disease and stuff like that. Uh, and then when we all started to buy the way, you need to eat certain... Uh, Tell her meat and, and so milk was a big one. Milk in. was the big... Because milk was sold as the super Well, I prefer call milk baby calf growth fluid. <laughs> baby calf growth fluid. Because that's what it is. That's what fun, like, it? people are tanning hunters of milk and all that. And then mm. it's designed to turn, like, a 60-kilo calf into, mm. like, a 400-kilo cow. Yep. That's what it's designed to do. And we drink it and wonder why we get abnormalities and big tumours growing out of us and all that. Because it's no design for you. It's no your yeah. milk. Fucking, there's mind blowing people I, I, right there. Exactly. Because that's it in black and white. People don't want to hear it like that, but that's it in black and white. That's black and white. It's no fucking meant for you. It's no for you. You know uh, what I mean? Drink breast cheese or, or eat breast cheese. Coconut milk, Diane. Coconut is, milk. The, the, the funny thing with milk is it goes from like good to bad to dangerous to lethal to uh. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I can see cheese. But only I don't know if it's fed up. It's another do- do- it's another de- document exactly. It's another documentary. That's how it's harder for me. But it's like crack. Cheese was harder for me to quit than fags. But, but two two things, right? Quickly, because I want to say about the mobile phone before we go in. There's loads. It's a populate like it could Keep be going. seen as a population control thing, right? Because where do most guys carry their mobile phone next to their boss? You know what I mean? Sperm count down, population mm. control. Could I'm, be, I'm no against right? that. I will, could, I'll admit could, that I'm no against could that. Could be going into it. And also the amount of uh, antibiotics that are pumped into livestock mm. is lowering our ability for antibiotics to be able to, to work. So I would think a vegan, on if they used antibiotics, would they get probably a better response than somebody who was eating meat three times well, a day. Well, listen, I spoke to... I spoke to Diane. She's got an, a, yeah. a, a, See, an immunity to it. Well, in a dairy farm, basically, they have, like, massive cages, right, where they basically keep cows alive until their hoofs rot because they don't take them out. Okay. They just hook them up, feed them in a conveyor belt. One day, one day, their hoofs come... The, the hoof rots off because they're standing in their own shite. They fall over and they get dragged out and turned into dog meat or whatever. God, this, right? tum- this Tumblr page is going to be fucking grim when we do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, that that's what we're dealing with, uh, this production of well, animals. Look, and if somebody's looking at it, if you look at it and go, right, we're all earthlings, which is, like, probably a quite happy thing to do, but if you looked at it, everybody's an earthling. Yeah. Like, we're all just beings on this planet that are cutting about, but except we've, we're taking the right, you well, know, to I say we to, want I spoke to Diane. And I do agree I, with hunting I, as well. But. I, I spoke to Diane. Uh, I spoke to Diane a few weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about the Fox Overnights thing, right? And we were talking about the two old guys on that documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said, even if you don't believe what they're trying to say, right, about uh, about a uh, plant-based whole foods diet, right, um, they, it, just look at them. Just look at them, right? These guys are fucking in their 80s, man, and they are fit as fiddles, right? right? And they've done it for, like, 50 years or... Th- say 40 years or something they've been doing this right and I say to Diane Diane you're a vegetarian and she says aye and I says to Diane I said are you ever sick she says very rarely I get the odd cold mm. right now is that, is that accurate I would absolutely say yes becoming a vegetarian uh, improved my overall health quite dramatically 
and that was never my intention when I started it but it was a very noticeable side effect and yeah I consider myself very lucky now that I don't get ill very often I still get things I get colds or like any regular person does in the past 20 years since I've been a vegetarian or at least not eating red meat I've I've had the flu four times that's not bad isn't it (laughs) badly where it's knocked me out or I've had to be off work or whatever do you mind sharing what your reason was for going vegetarian um, the production methods. Right. It's I don't have a moral objection in any way to people eating meat. I just wish that if my theory was if I can't catch it and kill it myself, I'm not going to eat it. Yeah, and when you do I'm catch it and kill it yourself, it's horrific. So yeah. you really want to eat it anyway. Which was why I kept eating chicken and fish because I was like, well, I, I can, can catch them. I well, <laughs> never managed it yet. But that was that was the theory behind it. But eventually, I was just like, I don't want to eat the. I, I actually grew sick of them quite yeah. dramatically and just stopped eating them. And that was easy. That was dead yeah. easy. And once you kind of go off it as well, don't you? It's, it's disgusting when you kind of go back to it. You, I, you I just never... lose. People always say that, that they lose just the the texture. It just mm. doesn't feel right anymore. And, uh, you know, you get everything you need out of vegetables and stuff. You anyway. do, I think so. I don't like, know. I had, a, I had a Chinese chicken thigh for Tesco, 50 pence a day. It was fucking good. So it was really yeah. good. I had a dollar okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible people. <laughs> so you had the kebab animal for your dinner. That's uh, it. You had the you know, kebab animal. Do you know what? Kebab Everybody animal. said that the studio was well, going to be... what is that stuff, man? No, no animal comes out with a... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, what fucking is that? Jeffrey Dalmer's fridge. That's the scrapings off the floor, man, that stuff. I, oh, oh, that's the worst, man. Aye, but it's so the delicious, spices they put on. I know. <laughs> the spices into tofu, uh, man. And do, you know, do you know what's good about that? The good about it? They call the, the their uh, their like the kind of takeaway shops the natural spice. There's fuck all <laughs> natural about back them up. up. No, Jesus God, no. <laughs> but uh, I <laughs> the uh, but now nah, I I know what you're saying about the whole uh, the whole. I'm too busy thinking about my kebab. Everybody say that we're going to be stinking in here, and it's no. <laughs> I've not actually right. farted once. <laughs> you have, but I have. I. It's grapes, man. Bobby eats grapes. Oh, can you smell that? Really? Sorry. Okay, I've been smelling, but grapes have a tendency to do that to me as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I'm guessing your diet's probably the same as mine. Then, what do you, what do you eat to snack? Do you well, do I'm allergic to wheat. That's a real benefit. Yeah. I like a celiac. So, uh, I find that that's a real gift. I mean, for so long. What about I, beer? I can't drink beer, man. Like, I've I've had, had a lager with you, haven't I? had a cider. Oh, so you did? Yeah. You tried catching out. Whiskey. Uh, we ended up drinking whiskey. Well, Jack Daniels, because I wouldn't drink whiskey, because that's grains as well. Aye, well, that's what it was then. Um, but at that time, because I was kind of new, so I was like, work, working on it. But, but basically, beer was, I said, beer and pizzas were killing me. You what know? happens to you if you took uh, like, lo- like lupus, like really bad really skin disorders. Um, and actually, my stomach is quite messed up as well, which I didn't really realise. Well, I just thought that was normal. That was just the way it was. But oh, then my yeah. skin started really breaking out in bad ways. And it's like a symmetrical rash you get. So, like, it comes on, like, like say Both if it's on the side eye. of your thighs and it's really itchy. And it's like, I scratch the hair out of my legs and things like that oh, on fuck. it. It's brutal. But once you work out what it what is, is, you're yeah. like, after you a week. eating sandwiches and you're like, what the after fuck is wrong with me? After a week, bounced back. Mm. And you would be going, oh, I feel rubbish, I'm going to go and get something to eat, and then you'd eat something, like, you'd be like no energy. Yeah. Um, How'd you figure it out? Just by, I figured it out myself, because I was Did like, this know? is weird, yeah. like, it's symmetrical. You know, like, I basically got one here, one, everywhere, it was like one on one side, one on the other. 
And I was like, I'm, and we were going on holiday, and it was, it was literally the 18th of September 2014. It was in a, the 19th when I had a, my last beer. And then on the Tuesday, so that was the Friday after Independence Fort. Then on the Tuesday, me and my missus were flying out to Tenerife, and I was feeling really low, like really, really miserable. And I said, I just said to her, I'm just going to go on holiday and not drink any beer or eat any bread and just see how I get on. And it was within days. Totally I was feeling, I felt more energy. How did you know why we do that though? Did you Google it or something? I was just through Google. I was just my own doctor. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I just cured, like literally got it, and then I felt great, and I've never looked. No, everything not. just receded everything just receded and I felt great and actually it's much easier to uh, for me just to, to be me without it Aye. so people always go oh, you must miss that and all that but actually I was a fucking nightmare when I was drinking beer I was a <laughs> terrible drunk but now I'm a much better drunk <laughs> you know like I was a proper arsehole um, and it was because of a blackout. Does it affect your brain chemistry then? Kind of? It was just affecting me all over. It was just turning me into a really shitty human. <laughs> and uh, I cut down, I feel, I feel great now. And I think ultimately getting a hold of like, your diet and cutting out what other people are telling you to do, not your people are close to you, but like on the mainstream, like why are they telling me this? Why are they doing that? And really just stripping it back into focusing on things you want what's and you, for you, who you want to do and what's right for you. I would just eat pineapple all the time then. Aye. Yeah. And don't I'd be influenced. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, it's your body knows best mm -hmm. and trust your body. When your body says, like I have a similar alcohol one, I used to drink wine and then just over a period, a couple of years, just wine was really bad for me and I felt rubbish the next day. I would get drunk really quickly. Yeah. It would make me I actually a couple of times like fall over, and I don't yeah. mean that. And I like, I mean, I'm talking about after a glass and a half, yeah, falling over. And I just, I was like, right, stop drinking it. And I haven't yeah. touched it in is years. That, is that, and how, was, is that, that how you get the push stains in the couch right there? <laughs> <laughs> the leather couch, they're easy. <laughs> but all, all these things that are outside, man, you cut it off, you'll soon like. I, for me. The now the newest thing that I'm doing is like jujitsu, but I would not be doing that if I didn't cut off everything else and listen to what was coming at me. Are you the kind of guy who immerses himself in something and then just, you know, you go, do you know what? I'm going to do that. Yeah. Are you that kind? Not, not, and not is it fully. selective or is it? A, I mean, I've are, always are, looked for things to, to occupy my time. Like I've always been like that, and uh, what I do is sometimes I get really passionate about things and I, I do it more, but I never turn my back on it. So then I've got that skill and I keep it and I might dip, dip in. in yeah. Like I don't fish as much now as what I used to like 15 years ago. But, but I still picked it. up the skills and I still know how to do it a wee bit and I could still go and, you know, crack into that. And it's the same with like music and uh, art or whatever, you know, you mm. just got to, you just got to do things that you, that you want to do, man. Spend we should go on a fishing trip with you <laughs> for the something pod fishing trip. I'm there, camping massive on your own in that one, boys. Yeah, I've got, I've got the fucking camping. No, I mean, I'll take you there. I'll take, I know where the the best camping place is in Scotland. Can I tell you? On could this we podcast, could we do like a camping thing where we would only eat what we hunted as well? Could we do that? You could. I mean, we would be fairly the hungry. The we problem is, rabbit and I could catch a rabbit. I think. Are you wouldn't cut the fucker up. The problem up. is, that I you, would cut it. You don't own it, so it's all poaching. You know what I mean? So you need to get permission. That it's no, not the way it used to be because people used to just live on the land and mm. they lived on the land for hundreds of years yep. and then one day something built say, that's house, mine that's mine and they went no I'm asking my father my father lived here blah 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 no it's no bang aye, aye. No, is that, that is that yeah. thing 
Is that a thing? The the uh, the, the oh, Great American seen. Swindle, the the thing that the, the the Great American Land Swindle. See that thing? I think yeah. I the, 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 we, the, we talked about with Gary. Aye, but the thing that the, the the Native American <laughs> guy we call Mini, and uh, mm. he turns around. Oh, we, we, what was it called again? Hell on Wheels. Aye, but well, he turns around and he goes like that. He says, uh, he goes, no, the American government is offering you a very good package on this land, and he goes, but we have land, and he goes, no, but we're giving you another bit of land, and he says. Mm. Is it your land to give? And he's like, what? He goes, did you trade for it? Did you buy it? Mm. Right? Now, the fact is, the American government had went in and went like that to the Native, to the Native Americans. Uh, we're having this, and we'll give you what we've got, because we've got guns, mm. and we'll give you what... They had bow and arrows. Yeah. I need bow and arrows, and you know what's going to so win. So they there. won, and then uh, they rewrite history as them yeah, being totally. fucking because savages. And, it as ah, and then it's Thanksgiving, like they're right in Turkey. But I, in, <laughs> I, in actual fact, there was more people in North America than there was in Europe. Like, there was clouds of smoke coming up for the trees they were burning down. Like, you know, there was there was literally tens and tens and millions of them. Uh, and uh, they just wiped them out with chemical warfare. They they just... You've heard all that, you know, yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. dishing out, like, blankets with smallpox yep. to the sick and just... Get rid of them. Just genocide. They need that now, though. They need to do that face. now. They need to get rid of a good chunk of the world's population now and start out again. Who well, but... I don't know. No, I mean... You can't even say things day, like that. Day, day IQ <laughs> tests. Anybody under a certain number get fucking shot at them. Mm, we need know. to free up the roads. I mean, it's, a, stuff it's, and pretty, fucking... it's pretty out there what you're saying. But I can't. Yeah. I can't. Too understand. many people. There's too many he people. He just says things to be fucking. I know. No, I'm. I'm, I'm bringing no, up a I mean, subject. There's yeah. too many people who in the world. Who designed the IQ test? I don't know. I exactly. Think about that before you start I'm saying all, the IQ test. You're always going. There's, there's too many people. I'm always going. Where are all these people? Like that's how I go. I see videos They're always building houses time. and all that. I'm going, where's all the people? I see videos of them all the nah. time. You know, I see videos of like places in, in, in like in Japan and stuff. Everybody's all fucking cramped. And but Japan's, uh, like China's got like 500 cities with a population of over a million. Mm. Like think about that. Five, with, we've not even got 500 cities in the UK. Mm. You know, yeah. we're maybe how many 500. Live here? How many people live on this 65 island? million. That's a lot for a wee island, does uh, it know? Is that for for Britain, you but know about it. In Scotland, Aye. we're really underpopped. Like, we could, have, we could take mass. more. But I, when you move down, I, like I you feel, do feel, I've always felt it when I went to Birmingham. Mm. Like here, when you pull off the motorway, you're kind of quite often in the middle of nowhere and you need to then go yeah, somewhere. Right, right. But when you pull off the motorway down in England, you're bang, houses. Right, and, and all up. Right. It's yeah. right and it. it's all built up and it's. I the, the, uh, see, see what you're talking about uh, in Scotland, we're no overpopulated, we've got a lot of land and all that, right? Have you seen that? Uh, I'd have made Scotland a tax haven. <laughs> nobody pays tax or something have you seen the have you seen the the image from they they done an image right um, it was it was basically see, see the maps that they use in the BBC uh, for yeah. uh, the weather yeah right see Scotland they make Scotland really small oh, they? have you noticed this yeah no. right they make Scotland really really Diane do, have you who seen this who, who are they the like, BBC or whatever yeah, I've seen this right, yeah. right. so they're the, the ones who make the, the graphic the BBC Right, when they make the graphic, right. they make Scotland really, really small. So England looks fucking huge, right? Oh, and yeah. Scotland looks tiny. Is there no perspective thing? It's kind of like that, that, isn't it? It's like, aye, like aye, aye, right. So they make they make Scotland like the wee heat, right? But but then see when you see somebody, I'm somebody sh- out of time right? now. No, somebody showed the image, right? Uh, next to an image from space, and they like, uh, spot the difference. And Scotland is fucking massive. 
England uh, or the British the uh, bias the uh, broadcasting corporation they have uh, I'm never getting a job in radio like Terry Wogan um, so they have uh, they that's, have that's not the only reason why we're not getting a job in radio exactly because I doubt all the beasts <laughs> right so <laughs> So, so the uh, if it was ever a job I was getting, it wasn't a TV. No. Um, so the what do you mean? No, you're on. <laughs> keep on, keep on. I'm watching your fingers go. They, they, they basically make Scotland look tiny compared. To, no, tiny. Why? But like small. Why does that benefit to do that? Because because it's it's a it's a. a, a it's in the back game. foot that we think England's more superior and bigger. Aye, aye. And, uh, it's the bottom line. Uh, and England think and the, the the English population go they sponges in Scotland. That's the, the John Cleese had come out you know on social media and like Diane you yeah. can, can you pull up fucking big John Cleese no, for I recent I laughed. You know, I laughed. I saw the dad laugh because you know what? Fuck him, he's John Cleese, he's funny. He's a sometimes he's a, he's a grumpy comic. Monty Python shit. Li- listen, I listened to Roseanne Barr uh, talking about being a comic on Aye. the uh, Mark Merrin, Mark Merrin podcast and and uh, she says do you know what she says people come up to me and I'm like fuck off <laughs> she goes because see comics were miserable bastards and we have grumps and yeah. moans about all sorts people and are calling for John Cleese's head I, exactly but do you know what he's just a grumpy old guy but yeah. Yeah. Oh, for me, you, 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 say, you almost Diane? have to go to comics to get the tr- the truth Aye, they're the only guys that are actually true. telling you what it is and how it is when you get to John Cleese has been under that caused the problems said. Why do we let half-educated tenement Scots run our English press? Because their craving for social status makes them obedient retainers. He then followed it up with, it's not casual racism, it's considered culturalism. Mm. That's what care. it was. Eh? I just don't even care. I know, oh, exactly, it's neither they are, but people get I fucking laugh. so mad at no, But that's, that's what I mean, care. that's why I just pulled it off. And it's amazing. like that probably would have riled me a couple of years back. Uh, I've been, no, I just so go, many people. I just go. I don't need to know that. Shut up. Exactly. But I, I like. I, I got a bit mad during the referendum with people. I mean, I would do it as well when Bowie says Scotland's staying. I was like, shut up, Bowie. Yeah. At the time, but oh, it was heartbreaking. All these people I'm going were giving them crying into my young Americans album. <laughs> you can't. You can't uh, hold. Celebrities responsible, they've got opinions like us, and so mm. what? You know, I mean, just makes them human. You, know just, mean? you could talk so about David Bowie forever on that what he the, the words he chose and why he said things and all that. Like, I've been involved in like conversations that have taken hours just mm. on that uh, subject, and again. It's you just think, why? I always go, why are you telling me that? Mm. Like, I tell you, right, what is your gain? And often, when the establishment's involved, it's because there's something on yeah. them that they're keeping under wraps. You think? Do you think maybe somebody had something on Bowie? And well, Bowie was did have sex with underage like children. What? So the girl's called Maddie Maddox or something. Like that. I know he shagged Mick Jagger, but, but I didn't she know was, he was she was a fifth. She doesn't come out and say, "Oh, he he, he basically um, picked me or did." You know what? What do they call it? With Grimda. Oh right, like, right, right She was right, a fan, and she oh, he fuck. was in his late twenties, and she was like fifteen, and he brought her back to his apartment and very Jerry Lee smoking Lewis, dope, you know? smoking dope, and uh, deflowered her. And she basically comes. She's written books and all that about or a book, but uh, she doesn't say it from a bad perspective. Right, I get she, you. but it doesn't mean it's 
good. <laughs> no you know, way, he still did yeah. what yep. he, he's done and she's come out and it's never been questioned. Mm -hmm. So he never tried to get the book stopped coming out or whatever to say, that's bullshit. So it's in the public domain it which, and there. it's not been challenged. Didn't he put that on the fucking documentary when he died? You know, but yeah. that's that's something that's out. So you think, well, what else is there? And it really, it's heartbreaking for me because I'm like massive David Bowie fan. Yeah, yeah. And it, when you see it, you go... You know, this is bad, but they were up there. No, no, Do really does that really take your enjoyment away if you're listening to fucking Aladdin saying, though? I didn't listen to, when I found out, I didn't listen to Bowie for it for a long uh, like, hard, a couple of months, but it was hard to draw myself out, you know, going, ah. Ma 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 name's Laurie Laurie Maddox, Laurie Mattox, M A T T I X, Laurie Mattox, and yeah, I found it on online. The, the, um, yeah, he did her and her pal or something like that. Well. My, my missus, she uh, she found out that Van Morrison used Rent Boys. Hey! And she, wait a minute. Don't fucking she, say that, that's unfounded, don't say and, that. And she stopped listening to Van Morrison. Yes, you're right. Um, until worse. I was like, that, but listen to how good he is. <laughs> I know, it's tough. Oh my god, it's consensual. Rent you're all boys. into the mystic. <laughs> Fuck you, Julie. Where you go? Um, so the. But the uh, it's tough, but you dig deep, deep enough in MD, you'll find something that you won't like mm. about them. I will, probably. I don't know about me, I'm depends. quite like. <laughs> the uh, do you know what I hate about David Bowie? That, it goes back to that blackmailing situation. It's like give them something, you're more likely to be escalating in positions of power if you somebody's got something over you. See these people, you know, like that, they, wait, wait, like wait, you wait. get to you get to uh, these famous people, right? And oh, I don't know, I've got, I've got a train of thought here, right? I've got I've got a train of thought here. There's these famous people, right, and they get to live that such an extravagant lifestyle for so long, especially ones when they get yeah. so young, right, that their behaviour becomes mere and mere extreme, right, and then they can get mere and mere blackmail after these people, but these people are so influential as well because they've had such a famous lifestyle. Yeah. They're, they're the perfect ones to grab because they're going to have so much shit on them. Totally, so David Bowie can come out and go, Scotland, stay with us. Aye. And it carries weight. Yep. But if I tell you to stay with us, it carries no weight. That's what I'm saying. We butt Aye. against each other. But once you take that up a Somebody pyramid level, with that influence, up, bang, 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 influence, then you're influencing thousands of people yep. through the word, or tens of thousands, or even millions in, in some True. situations. No, Can there not just be the situation where David Bowie. Do you know what I mean? Just he's, believes it. He just thinks, right? He doesn't even live Scotland's here. Why is he getting involved? Hey, why is he got a fucking... You know, I know, but that was the whole thing. Whether they lived here or not, had an opinion. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I spoke to people all... I travelled after it and I spoke to people all over the world and uh, they yeah. all had an opinion on it. Absolutely. So there are times where people just give an opinion and there's, there isn't mm. anything behind it. Do you know what I mean? It was just Bowie going... But nobody... Not a lot of people no didn't... Go Scotland. Yeah, know? a lot of people didn't give an opinion, but like mm. Billy Connolly... Yes, and things like that. It'd be influential. Shit that would hit them if they did. Yeah, so a lot. And but, Andy Murray waited his time, didn't you he? Know, and I, yeah, at least he came out with something at totally. some point. And you kind of get this thing. Oh, where, sorry, Diane. That's your Andy. <laughs> I love Andy, yes. <laughs> See, I, like, I, like, I love the word coincidence, right? right? And I like to split it in and go, uh, the word coincidence should actually be coincidence. Yep. You, you know, where you think, you've kind of got the things like coincidence would be like Jill Dando's fiance, who I think was Alan Fathering or something like that. Diane he, he apparently saw oh, and forgot what? information and he delivered the royal baby prince, George. Oh, that's a weird fucking you know, thing to happen. So he, that's a weird thing to happen, isn't it? But he, his fiance, who was uncovering a paedophile that may or may not have led and to, links to royal the royal family, family aye. 
her fiance. He forgot the important information, and now he gets to fucking deliver one of their wins. Correct. It's a bit of pay so off there, isn't it? Or is that coincidence? It's fucking weird is what it you is. Know. So you've got these kind of weird things all linked together. What do you know about the Bilderberg people? I don't really know, uh, uh, like a lot about it because I don't nobody does though do they that's the thing well I mean as these elitists these top people who apparently make decisions do they not meet in like a certain hotel like once like a year yeah no, to, it's like, definitely plan a real out, thing to plan out the year of what's going to happen politically and across the fucking yeah world. they're probably carrying out some global agendas with uh, you know whatever they're kind of occupying I don't know how these entities go I don't even know if they'd be from this planet or whatever, you know? <laughs> do you think do you think if somebody really really had the ability to fucking blow the lid on it all, they would be gunned down at sundown. Well, they are, constantly. Yeah, like, look at, like, Snowden and things like that. They're coming out and going, this is happening, and then they're just like, kill did him! You, did he's you see that he's committing treason. Did, uh, it's the system so against you that, uh, you know, it's, like, designed to, like, everybody turn around. What's that film um, where people start... Their, is it... Uh, Chris Nolan Inception oh, when you start like doing things in the dream then the mm-hmm. subconscious starts like attacking you aye, aye. it starts like they, they go but if you're acting normal that you're fine but as soon as you start acting out with that person's subconscious everything else in the subconscious start, comes in right. and I kind of think that's a bit like what we're dealing <laughs> with in the room that people start to like look at you so you have to be I've talked about this kind of stuff in a lot of ways to a lot of different people and it's the, the way you get into the conversation ultimately de- determines how it's going to go. If you just go in and straight hit somebody in the face with something, they're going to be like, oh, up. no, no. But if you start just talking about a few other cool things, then you can, you can lead to it. It's like, for me, when you go back to like 9-11, the thing that always, 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 when I look at the footage and uh, I just think those towers turned to dust and blew away down the Hudson. They didn't fall down in a pile of rubble. They were turned to dust and blew away. Really? You think that happened? Have you that, seen that it? happened. Have you seen it? Watch it again, right? Just go in and Google the towers turned to dust, right? Mm. And watch them come down and they're actually taken apart, right? In the molecular structure. Well, I I believe through I believe there was not planes, right? right. No planes. Um, and uh, it was like a directional the, energy weapon, right? Oh, really? Like some a fucking sonar future, kind of thing or Some futuristic like... stuff, right? right? That took these things apart, man, right? How did, how did they get well, the footage of the plane? Well, there's nothing, there's no rubble, so, did you notice that? No, well, there's rubble, there's fucking hangers full of it. No, no, there's no, there's not really any rubble. There was like dust, everything was coated with like dust. There's no hangers and, uh, full of fucking like dis- uh, destroyed cars if if the rubble hitting it and stuff where they had to cart it away. Yeah, but what you had right is apparently you had this thing called the B thing right, which was an Israeli art installation on the ninety first floor of the North Tower. Right? right, these guys went in right Mossad p- oh, probably right, right? right Israeli art thing and they took a window they took windows out of the the side of the building mm-hmm. and built a balcony on it and then got themselves photographed in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but in the back of those photographs. There is boxes, and the part number on the boxes is fuses, right? Mm-hmm. So fuses used in like uh, demolition kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what the what I have been told has happened is, and as well there was some kind of thing in New York that there was a there was a storm, but the storm was hundreds of miles off the coast, and there was thunder heard within the city the night before, in like September right. the tenth, and 
they say that was them testing the noise of the plane, oh, sure, right? Yeah. So th when they took the windows out, then they have like a, a, a hologram projector, puts the plane out, the plane comes in, they do the noise, they blow the floor, and then they hit it with a weapon uh, and turn it to dust. So they only had to rig the one flare? They just rigged because that one. Because one of the big problems I always had with is that a lot of the, the truther people yeah. came out and said that, oh, there was teams of people getting there for weeks and they were rigging the whole place to well, get controlled demolition. Well, I would think Chris demolition. Nolan tipped his hat to that as well with the Dark Knight Rises, where you you wouldn't you would build it with explosives in. Now, like they build, they've got aye, the, aye, the aye. And, and they fucking, aye, aye, aye. So you would build it with the intention it's coming down, and that, that so doesn't really ride for me as much because because they'd have to build how, how long yeah. ago then. And it, I'm not saying that isn't possible mm -hmm. when you're playing a game of chess like that, but that's a good point to make there, I guess. Because like, I mean, these if these people are if we've got maybe five of these fucking puppet masters that we've had for so long, it's no unreasonable to think that they could build something as extravagant as incredible as the towers at the time that they did in the foresight to say somewhere down the line we might need to get rid of these for some maybe they didn't have a plan at the time but no that's not an impossible thought when you think about yeah. it yeah and i think though. chris nolan's definitely tipped his for me you think with that that that, that that's a kind of like tip to the hat towards that type of what about the illuminati are they that a part of, of that kind of thing as yeah well? i mean like, well for me like it's all it all is the illuminati the bilderbergs the illuminati it's how does that tie with the 9-11 stuff? Well, for me, it just comes back to, like, there's information out there, sacred information that isn't shared. So people know the truth, and they know how to interact with this planet, and they keep that information to themselves and let us, and things drift through and whatever. It's like feed us what they need us to... Yeah, like, they say the mushrooms, isn't it? Keep them dark and feed them shit. And that's the, that's ultimately where I would I'd see it coming from that these are people so with sacred knowledge to them, from yeah. like Egyptian times from like maybe it does go back to like alien races arriving here like the Anuaki where they're saying that this is a planet and they could interact with yep. the the bloodlines in this planet and that's what really caused it so they could take a monkey and go right we're going to mix our DNA with this monkey and then form a race that then we can shapeshift into or some crazy like that you know an entity that you can occupy because uh, neil degrasse tyson says something that's really stunning and everybody should and what look at it. Hmm? and the cosmos, cosmos back yeah to like cosmos. Back to back, but he talks about monkeys and he goes like us and chimpanzees are like a 98 percent dna yep. match and so everything that is different like we're different to a chimpanzee yeah it's like happens in that one or two percent dna difference uh, so like they're most intelligent chimps can handle tasks like do sign language, draw some basic pictures, whatever, what our toddlers can do, mm -hmm. right? But when you switch that the other way and think, well, if there was a species then to us that's one or two percent the other way to oh, us, to us, we'd right. be chimpanzees What's to the them. In that? We like we would know they were here. Yeah, like yeah. chimpanzees don't occupy this planet, apart from the ones in captivity, but the wild ones don't really know humans exist. That doesn't really enter their thing, their day-to-day -day life. They're not going to wonder what humans are up to. You know, the same way as we're not entertaining them. Like, we could walk past one of these beans in the street and we could be like a worm to I them. I never fucking thought of that before. You know, like, we... That's our problem. That we think we're the best. We think we're the top of the chain. We think we are, like, this is... That 2% difference between us and the chimps, where's the 2% gone the other way? Aye. And what's to say they aren't on this planet? I firmly believe there's people on this planet that are over a thousand years old. You think so? I believe that. Cage? I also believe there's could be there could be giants. Giants? How do you how do you know that? I just think that's 
that think, seems real them? to me. It just seems real to me. When you look at things like in Hinduism and stuff, with like yoga cycles and the ex expansion and contraction of consciousness, yeah. that really life is really about us being restricted into a conscious band of 100 years, which is where we're at just now. But as our consciousness expands, as we move through different cycles and different star symbols in astrology, maybe our, ex our, our conscious expand. And the reason I, I think that is like a lot of writings in the, the, the Old Testament, like, Moses and Noah, no, they were hundreds of years old. Methuselah. Oh, yeah, man, they're hundreds. So, like, I just kind of take a bit of, like, truth in that and think, <laughs> for me, yeah, maybe there are people that are thousands of years old on this planet. Well, and maybe they contain information that's more... Uh, you but know, you're saying there as well, the, the, the whole thing about every 30 years, they kind of rewrite how, so how you, you can't really... Well, that's in the past. Like, I'm talking, like, I'm talking, like, back at, like, the year 500. Uh, Things like that, they could go right, just rub it and do it because nobody, mm. you know, it's just everything's contained in a library and it's easy to manipulate see, the content. See, just, see, just it's harder now. Just as we're kind of coming to the end of the old podcast, right? But just now you're talking about people, I'm going to end the podcast with an end, right? Oh, no, I wanted to ask another question. Right, you asked this question, and I've got a, I've got a question on you. Go. Are you going to be able to end it? Oh yeah, definitely. Good but man. there's not so much about ending the podcast, but right. it's it's the what I want to ask the final question about. Right, go. What's what's the true currency in the world? The true currency? What's the real currency for everybody? I mean it's a good it's a good question. I mean I, th I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I genuinely think that... I don't know either. That's like, a lot, of, a lot of people say that... Um, is like, there a need for it? The gold is really the... I don't mean that. I mean, like, what, what should we hoard as currency? What, the, way we, the way we view money, well, what should we view? Well, I think money's levelling out and it's going to become one world currency. So it's mm -hmm. going to become irrelevant and it's actually debt. And it was an interesting thing that I meant to bring up to you is that I thought when you were talking about the big short the other week and you were talking about uh, the hookers, right. what that actually is happening there when you go, how can hooker, right, hookers make good money? You know, like they can buy like houses. But what it is, is Max Kaiser, was, I was listening to his show and he basically went out to Australia who's in a bit of a property boom just now and he picked up a guy in a taxi right. and the taxi guy goes to him, eh, they're just driving, he says, I am an economist looking at property. And I go, so I've got five properties. The taxi driver says, he goes, bloody hell, we've got five properties. He's driving a taxi. He goes, I don't own them. So he goes, all right, you've got five mortgages. <laughs> that's right, it, right, that's right. it, right? It's debt, it's, it's no money. Correct, yeah, right? Yeah, I've got one mortgage, I don't even want that when I want to five. five right, right, and then what you've got is in this country, I firmly believe when they've done the right to buy, mm -hmm. the very next day everybody had debt. Before they never had debt, and actually it was a really cool system. I know. Like you I, rent I, your house. That's the thought. It's a brown thing, right? But but the next day, what you had was enslavement because you sold everybody their house, then you jacked up the house market. So you took a flat, for example, and you said, right, you can buy that office for ten grand, mm -hmm. and then like two years later, it was worth forty. So then people were getting the things to take credit cards out and they take they spend the money. Yeah. They wouldn't sell the house and take the money. They would a lot. Of it, they would just use that debt. And that is actually then it enslaves you because not a lot of people before the 80s really had debt. Mm -hmm. And then it slowly kept into like now you'd struggle to find somebody who didn't have something kind of debt. Yeah, that's true. So what we've got now is I think with the euro coming down and the dollar, you kind of get this levelling out Aye. where it will get to the stage where there'll be like, uh, all money's worth the same. So let's just have one currency For and let's just make that currency electronic and then you can control the money much better so as soon as you take cash out the equation mm. boom different different kind of planet right 
Um, you were talking about people could be a thousand years old and yeah. people living for a couple of hundred years and it, right? What happens after you've lived for a thousand years? What, well, maybe what? that's the greatest secret they're holding from us. Maybe that is the the greatest thing that they this is, this keep is my us final in fear question, of death. You know what I mean? They keep you in fear of death, so you do all this bullshit carry on. Because if you knew, see if you knew it was in land of milk and honey next, didn't you show up to your fucking job and all that? <laughs> then I do the thing. You would just be like to fucking hang with us. I don't care if I die because next level's fucking awesome. <laughs> next level. You know, <laughs> you level up. Imagine, you level up. Man. Imagine, just imagine having was really real really real you know what i mean imagine that that uh you know we hear obviously the atheist view and the religious view and all that right but imagine like you all these different religions and they're all fighting against each other right but see at the end of the day heaven was the end goal right and after it all you were you did go to heaven right the um they they tell you you know uh you're you're Need to butt your ass off. You need to do this and that, like you says. But then at the end of the day, you're going to heaven. You know what I mean? Or, or like you say, the land of milk and honey. You called it. Maybe you never end. You know, like Kundalini. People who study Kundalini, it was forming deep meditation. Will say they can access all the information. Everything. They're they're not scared to death at all, right? Because they're saying they can hit that higher level and then come back to this one. So they they don't really kind of entertain. That kind of. Do you take mushrooms with people? No, not really. I mean, I think that they would probably take like, ayahuasca or something like that, like DMT, that, that, type, that, type, that type of maybe, maybe to to kind of get to those those higher levels. But I always think maybe that's the ultimate thing. Maybe that's the real currency. Maybe that's the real secret that they hold. Maybe that's how they enslave us. They keep us vibrating in this frequency that we work by consume die. Amazing, amazing podcast. I'm I mean, going to end it at that, so man. I know. Thank see, the thing so is, there was so many things that we could have talked about. We could have talk about your record label, man. I know. Goodbye. Thank see you so much, Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Cheers, Thanks, guys. Kevin. <laughs> Cheers, Paul. Bye. Bye. Bye.